Yes, hello, I am James Rodens, and today it's the WNR 339. We are on the road to WrestleMania, and one of the last stops is Fastlane, but I am not alone. I have a to be joined by Jaxie Scarlett. How are you doing? Woohoo! Hey, I'm doing good, and you? Always good to have you uh, on the show, and yeah, time it's a good place. We're, we're close to WrestleMania now, we, we can see it, we're on the last kind of stops, and yeah, I'm genuinely excited. Uh, yeah, some <laughs> um, exciting times to come to come forward. Uh, without a doubt, and this show today, like we're going to talk about, we're on the road to WrestleMania, so we're going to go from Raw and SmackDown up until Fastlane, and we'll pick up where we last left it off, and that's the night after Elimination Chamber. And incredibly, in our world right now, The Miz has just become WWE Champion. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. like I said, if the Miz is listening to it, maybe you should stop the podcast at this point in time because it's not going to get mm. any better. Uh, yeah, no, it's not going to get any better for him now. Um, that did come as a shock to me, but in a good, nice way, because I think with a lot of WWE pay-per-views lately, especially if you're following along for the past few months that I've been on the show, um, I think I've, you know, talked about how predictable wwe uh storylines have become and how easy it is to read what's going to happen and stuff so i can't say that i was mad at at the outcome with them as, as champion because i was more shocked and i think that was like something that i have not experienced in a wwe pay-per-view event for a while so yeah and we all knew it wasn't gonna last i'm sorry miss <laughs> well spoiler alert but uh, 22nd of february <laughs> 22nd of february we start with raw and we get recap video more the Miz for his WWE Championship celebration on a very special Miz TV. The A-lister looked like he was on top of the world as he walked down the aisle with a pyro blasting behind him. You can see us talk about his journey over the past 16 years from unwanted rookie to call WWE Champion. He called himself the Babe Ruth of WWE and told everybody he was going to do what he just did on Sunday. MVP and Bobby Lashley then made to the ring, uh, but the Miz didn't look worried. Everybody congratulated him on his win, but reminded him it was Lashley who attacked McIntyre to set him up. The Miz thanked him and tried to make a quick exit. The MVP said, though, the Miz <laughs> owes Lashley a title shot. Since Boston cost him a US title, the Miz says he may have promised a title match, but it never said it would happen. Lashley grabbed him by the tie and told him he had an hour to give him an answer. <laughs> uh, so the opening to Raw, this was brilliant because it kind of set the stage for so many things, didn't it? You know. I think the one thing you've got to actually praise the Miz on was I mean, his reactions to everything that that night was just brilliant. And it was just comical. Um, And yeah, you know what? (laughs) I really enjoyed him running away and coming up with all these excuses under the sun. It's just total Miz. (laughs) That is right. And don't forget, Matt Riddle is a moron. That's what I've got written here anyway. So um, Um, unless. Well, we all knew that, though. But unless WWE are trying to play him like the Eugene type character, maybe he's going to be the kind of that type of character because it's hard to argue with the backstage kind of segments at the moment. But we'll move on. He beat Morrison. Yeah. Uh, we get an update after one hour. And of course, the time that expires and Miz met Lashley in the ring and tried to talk his way out defending the title. Braun Strowman came to the ring and said he deserves a title shot first. That brought out Shane McMahon. Uh, he tried to explain the situation, but Strowman demanded a match. When Shane said no, Strowman said he will face Lashley instead. Shane then agreed and said he was on his title shot if he defeated Lashley. 
So Shane now holds, I guess, Puddies of McMahon, the kind of power on Raw and Strowman involved in that. And we get Strowman I mean, versus Lashley. Again, the, the biggest question that came out of that episode as well was why the F is Shane back? No one asked for him. No one asked for any McMahon. So why did he come back? And well, obviously no one... <laughs> we can talk about this for we could talk about this much further on as we get into um, the other roles that that are to play. But at this point, you are asking yourself, why the fuck are you back? No one asked for you. We haven't missed you. It is it is it is weird. Uh, it's surreal seeing the title over the Miz's shoulder. Miz's facials were excellent, like you said, and Braun's attitude was quite good. We saw Retribution lose against New Day, and Ali loses shit. Benjamin Alexander beat Lucha House Party. Priest with Bad Bunny beat Gaza, uh, Orton's distraction, and then coughing up black shit. Um, again, <laughs> what I mean, this this feud has has gone on for a very long time, and thank God we've got a kind of end goal now. But when you mm. saw the black stuff coming out of Orton's mouth, did you think, hang on a second? I just, I mean, I, I kind of did an eye roll, to be honest, because I, this is just very typical WWE. Um, I can I could definitely see the, see where things were going with this, but it was it's just it's just a bit of a laugh really, isn't it? Well, <laughs> the thing I really enjoy is the commentators because they dumb. You've got the job as a WWE commentator. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true though because you know their reactions to it are more genuine and realistic than the wrestlers that are actually experiencing half of this shit (laughs) (laughs) it's just you know it's uh, uh, what was that i I don't know i don't know man like do you do you know what what? it's like a couple of it's like jay and silent bob (laughs) watching it it is (laughs) it is really it's just you know oh gosh shut up just be quiet (laughs) it it would be better if there was no commentary really It is weird. Uh, we get Charlotte and Oscar versus Jax and Basler. Jax and Oscar were tagged in. The Empress went on a rampage against both opponents. She locked Jax in an armbar, but then Basler kicked her in the face. Charlotte accidentally kicked Oscar and allowed Jax to hit a leg drop for the win. The the thoughts of this was Oscar getting her two out and the slow yeah. motion replay. <laughs> they did not need to keep replaying it on a loop the way they did. Um, it looked painful from the minute it happened and everyone could see when it happened. So them repeating it was just too much, really. But yeah, really just did not see see, see that sort of angle coming where she could actually full and knock. And it wasn't just a side tooth either. It was a front tooth. It's just a way floating out the mouth like i mean because you know, like i said we both love oscar <laughs> floating out the mouth like a like a chewing gum or something <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a ship in space floating into <laughs> yeah. the uh <laughs> yeah and yeah as you're right um we we both love oscar but oh I, I felt for her in that moment because you you could just tell she wanted to just get like back get out there and see what that yeah. f happened to her too yeah charlotte was there <sighs> Come on, just fucking look. Do you see what happened? Like, just come yeah. on. Um, it's like I said, it's a shame what happened with Oscar there. Um, quick thing though, there's a lot of mm. shit online. I talk about on Twitter and everything like this about Nia Jax and of course causing injuries and being dangerous. And Baszler mm. is is very snug. And I'm not going to say she's dangerous, but I mean, there's a difference between being stiff and knocking the front tooth out, isn't there? Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, for me, I felt like. 
when Shayna went for that moment, it was just kind of one of those moments where she she wasn't really thinking about her angle. And it it was a sloppy moment coming from her end. But I also could tell how from the angle, it could have looked like she was trying to actually avoid altogether, like kicking her in the face. But the way that Oscar was leaning sort of down and forward with her head, her mouth was open at the same time. So I'm not sure we can really... Uh, Call uh, call that like a a sloppy moment just from Shayna's side because I think um you know when we look at Shayna as a wrestler she's probably one of the smarter wrestlers that does wear a mouth guard just like Nakamura um and and it is to prevent things like this we've we've seen what happened with Cesaro um and that sort of thing so I think this was one of those ones where it was a genuine accident um I I feel like. Naya has repeatedly shown how sloppy she is when it comes to women. But I've also seen uh, the way that Shayna has handled smaller uh, smaller girls in, in the ring um, when she, they've been her opponents. And I feel like as much as I'm not singing her praises like she's the, the ultimate safest, I don't think she's as sloppy as Nia Jax. Uh, that's excellent point. Well, looks like there's a triple threat coming with Charlotte, Oscar and ray ripley because she has been announced to monday night war at raw uh what what difference for anybody that's not seen xt what difference can she make to the main roster especially raw women's division well i mean the first and foremost rhea ripley is um not only sort of your unconventional look but she's got an overall unconventional sort of personality where um you know she, she can be that lone wolf or she can be that you know um that extra backup you need um so coming in right off the backbone especially when when we've um you know kind of already heard a lot of people would have heard a lot about her with her, her feud with uh charlotte when it came to last year's wrestlemania was it last year's yeah believe it or not <laughs> it was, yeah um so yeah um i think there is a form of excitement about her. Rhea is, is like I said, you're not con- it, you, a conventional look for, for a female wrestler. But it that's such a good thing. Um, not only reaching out towards a lot of other young girls that probably feel like different compared to others, but also um, from a powerhouse level, um, she just looks dominant. She looks the part and, and she looks ready. So she comes across and gives you that overall presence straight when you meet her or at least on camera um you know i can't say i've ha- ever had the pleasure of being able to witness her in in live action well the thing is like i said she is a main event talent and when she arrives on raw things better at the moment though charlotte will take the spotlight uh, and charlotte took the spotlight and told rick flair to go home to protect the flair legacy and to be fair i can't argue with her you know, I, t- I just can't. Do you know what? I think over the past few months, everything that's been kind of uh, digressing with Charlotte Flair when it comes to storyline and off storyline um, uh, in real life, I think that I've just kind of been growing a newfound respect for her. And I feel like I could relate when um, when it comes to her father and just feeling like she's kind of um, having to protect her 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 image through him through through his actions so um yeah it, w- it was a very interesting sort of segment with charlotte and rick uh do you know what's incredible and the kind of the journey that just you and i have been on on this podcast and the changes that we have and mm. i'm going to bring it up now and i'm 
if you want, but it's like the new respect for Charlotte. And it was only, you know, three or four months ago that we, you, know, you were calling her a cunt. And this is the thing. <laughs> okay, that's not right. We're not, let's not touch too much on this yet because if we never know whether or not, you know, she's been rumored to be turning up on SmackDown for some reason. So you never know whether or not this is going to change next month. So don't jinx it, okay? Uh, moving, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy lost to Sheamus. Uh, Lana and Naomi winning the blink, uh, win uh, blink, and you'll miss it. And then AJ versus Ricochet. Styles rolled out the way with 6:30 and drew Ricochet with knee to the face. Hit Styles clash with Omos slamming Ricochet after the match. It was always going to be good, but I mean, poor Ricochet. And then the main event: Braun versus Bobby. Uh, last time you mentioned Bobby Lashley's free entrances during this episode of Raw. I mean, are they paying him extra for that, or what is it? You know, I don't know. It's like they they want to constantly remind us um, who the champion is, but they've got to make sure that they get his full entrance in every single time, isn't it? Yeah, that, that, even I was watching, going, not another full one. Come on, like you can have half it and cut yeah. away somewhere, but yeah, or, or he could have already been in the ring when we got back from the break. Like, why is he? Why? Why is he only just coming out now? Like, you could have already had him out there. You can hear Vince McMahon go, play the entrance, damn it. Do you think it's Vince McMahon just secretly loves uh, Bobby Lashley's entrance? So he sits in the back just really dancing along to it. He just suddenly goes, yeah, I've done it again. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get played. Yeah. Um, well, in the main event, uh, Braun, if he could beat Lashley, he was on his way into the next week's WWE title bout. Lamonster among men dumped Lashley over the top rope, tried to run him over. Lashley jumped onto the apron to avoid him and Braun collided with the steps. I thought that was a really nice spot, actually, showing Lashley's ability. A Strowman then hit his drop pass on, but Lashley managed to kick out and get to his feet. And Strowman was kind of playing this off as what the hell, got hit with a spear and pinned. The Miz looked shocked as Lashley celebrated. Uh, new nuts Lashley has gone to the next level. He made cannon fodder of Braun Strowman there, didn't he? Yeah, and I was really disappointed because, like you said, there were some really great spots during this match. And I actually started to get a bit excited at the thought of, okay, so what if Bobby Lashley did win the title? We could actually have these powerhouse type matches where Braun actually gets to show off what he really genuinely can do and not have to hold back against smaller guys because of facing the likes of Bobby Lashley, you know, even the likes of Keith Lee as and when he decides to return or when WWE decide to use him again, you know, so there was a bit of an excitement level there thinking, okay, so they're going to do something with Braun. Let's hold that. Let's hold Mm. that thought for the next few uh, roles to come. And then we will get back to, to my thought on Braun Strowman and the downfall that is Braun Strowman. Yeah, that uh, Braun. I put here on the notes. Braun will blame Shane match at Mania, so uh, we'll see what happens there as well. <laughs> You're a psychic. psychic. <laughs> well, move on to SmackDown, February 26, and I don't think it's a secret. SmackDown needs me. Roman Reigns said he's the addressed universe. Uh, the same could be said for the Elimination Chamber, like the Trouble Chief. He showed up and balled out. A sharpen his thing and operate at another level, he continued. He said Edge kept the most chain for being perfect by making a WrestleMania main event official. You don't want it. You don't need that in your life, Edge, he reminded uh, the rated art superstar. Uh, this is why a man like you just doesn't stand a chance against me. And then Daniel Bryan erupted, uh, interrupted even and suggested some fans called Reigns cowardly. 
for showing up and beating him down after he won the chamber. Usually the challenge to Reigns for a match at Fastlane, but Jey Uso stepped in and said that was a bad idea. And then Reigns began to talk to Brian before Uso blindsided him, knocking the floor and tossing him into the front row. The hills headed out the arena to wrap up the segment. Then backstage Ed interrupted Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville, seemingly taking exception to Daniel Bryan getting the Universal Championship opportunity at Fastlane before him, despite being in the same rumble he won. Uh, folks, it was a good way to start. Edge has an excellent point. Yes, it, definitely. And um, I just want to say, Daniel Bryan can do no wrong. <laughs> uh, promos, great, always excellent. And you just genuinely could see him b- slotting in so well to the, the storyline that is to come between himself and Roman Reigns. And it, they just, they, they, they feed off each other's energy really well. And I just feel overall, Daniel Bryan works so well with every single person he's partnered with. And I really do genuinely miss him and Drew Gulak together. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, poor Drew Gulak at this moment of time doing the twenty four seven stuff. Honestly, he, there was a moment, there was a, there was a time I honestly thought that he might get pushed, especially when he was working alongside Daniel Bryan. And I'm so gutted to see as to where he's now been lowered. <laughs> but at least he's in a, be- a better position than Akira Tozawa. So I mean, there um, are levels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How he's still with WWE, I don't know. But anyway, up next, the as in why is he still, you know what I mean? Not in fact, he's been fine. Yeah, up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> up next, yeah, yeah. for Academy Hill turn. Chad was gloating about love. Uh, we see then uh, the Mysterios uh, come back to have a match. Um, they attempt to come back, foul turn, and the victory is Otis crash into Mysterio's ribs with a big splash. Um, so they're going to go Hill with Otis. So everything that was enjoyable about him. You know, when he used to go, oh, yeah, and do like the kind of worm and all that stuff. They've taken it away. They, they killed it. And I, I'm going to just say this about Otis. I just miss him and Tucker together. Like, yes. our, like Tucker's just not being used anymore. And I just think, you know, they've killed their tag team division, female and male. They really it, have. Um, it's w- know, w- they- sorry, but I was about to say, it's, it's WWE's way of booking, of going, let's take this, break this tag team up. And put him in a tag team. Yeah. And it, it, it fails. And then all you do is you end up killing one half of the tag team. So then there's only another one. Uh, there's only one of them by themselves. And, and they're partnered with someone else. That doesn't work. Because guess what? They've got no chemistry. Because that's not their real tag team partner. It's just like. It's, it's exactly the same as sort of Mandy Rose. And uh, you know pairing her with Dana Brooke okay I think actually no wait let's take that back because I think that works a little bit better than uh, um what's her name Peyton Con- Royce uh, I, I think I really think that Peyton Royce um and uh Billy Kay breaking them up was a big mistake the only the only thing that I could say is that they had a good thing they ha- they do have a great thing with Billy Kay her personality is great um but right now they're killing killing her by not having her on tv um, yeah. They potentially could have had something good with her and Bailey. They haven't gone that way. And whatever Vince had planned for Peyton Royce clearly isn't going through, and and, and it's not working as her her as a singles, you know. And it's just killing great tag teams um, when they don't need to be. You know, the female tag team division could be a lot better right now if the Iconics were the champions because they're a tag, you know. So it's just yeah, WWE have such a as about face way of dealing with the, their tag team division and i'll never understand it no it is a shame um, but we we move on with smackdown no willing 
no longer willing to be someone he is not. Apollo Crews embraces Nigerian heritage of wealth, dominance, and power prior to his match with Nakamura. Then, like uh, then like a madman, a hellbent villain, he attacked Nakamura. A kick to the neck and an angle slam earned Cruz the win. Uh, we learnt more about Apollo in that promo that he gave than in four years of him being in WWE. And I guess that Nakamura push to the top is over as well. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it it was actually nice. I, it, it came as a shock, first of all, I think, um, when Apollo Cruz kind of came out with this um, N- Nigerian talk of his heritage when he's not kind of discussed that before. But, I, I mean, in hindsight, this is what they should have done with him in the first place. Um, and they should have just kind of let him run with things. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing where things go with him, for sure. Yeah, I've I've got a great cruise story in a little bit when we talk about um, the kind of the turn that he's made. But we go on to the Riot Squad, where, of course, with two Ts versus Tamina Natalia. It's like a deliver smiling job and put live away for the pinfall victory as Michael Cole and Corey Graves applauded the job that he's done in reinvigorate, uh, reinvigorating her. Um, poor Riot Squad. Uh, OK, let's try with Tamina again. Uh, it, that's just what they must do every six months or so. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it comes across that way, doesn't it? <laughs> it's a bit pitiful. Uh, anyway, the 2021 Women's Royal Rumble winner Bianca Belair joined Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville in the ring to make her official choice for WrestleMania 7. Who could it possibly be, huh? Who could she pick? Uh, before she, she Reginald interrupted and attempted to sway her, finally Sasha Banks strutted to the ring and took exception to Belair calling herself the EST of WWE, if only because the boss boss is the best Blair took that as a challenge accepted villain she will challenge Sasha Banks for the title of Wrestlemania I am so surprised she didn't pick Oscar and I hope Reg fucks off before Wrestlemania but it's all about Smackdown on the road to Wrestlemania yeah I mean to be honest these are these are really hyped matches and and I, I'm excited to see Sasha be Bianca if they can actually continue to start getting a, a decent bit of a build-up between them instead of actually trying to team them together um, but yeah, I, I'm not liking this whole Reginald being involved in every sort of like women's title picture. He's just somehow in the storyline and I don't understand why you've got all these strong, dominant female females in the ring at the moment. Um, and they're all arguing over a man. This is not how I want to see Bianca Belair, Sasha, or even Nia Jax. So oh, yeah, isn't that what women do? No, that's what I that's what WWE are telling me. That's what women do, isn't it? They uh just all it's all about the man. <laughs> we don't like to keep them as pets the way that Nia Jax is. No, we like to actually be in the, like you know there's there's some independent ones out there. You know like why do we show those ones? Because that's the females you got they got in the ring right now, and instead of making them look strong and powerful, they're making them look catty over Carmella's sloppy seconds. Carmelo like dumped his ass and now they're all fighting over him. It's like, oh girls, get a grip. <laughs> there needs to be more reg to go around. This is what Reginald has brought out in me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on then. And it's Corbin and Zane versus the Street Profits. And at ringside a frustrated Corbin shoved off Zane's documentary team to a planche from Ford. Back in the ring, Dawkins flat Zane and Ford finished him with a fog splash for the win. It's nice to see the profits back. Can I just say, Montez Ford, I don't know if I've mentioned here, his frog splash, I mean, there's a lot of great ones, RVD, Dino Brown, but the height that he gets is ridiculous. 
insane honestly i i don't know if he's just practiced that um and and that's his thing or if there was like a special way of being able to like go that high but i don't think i've ever seen anyone in wrestling jump as high as montez ford i need to Cara's entrance and he had help with that that's what <laughs> it's kind of yeah yeah he had a trampoline <laughs> yeah, literally like <laughs> Angelo Dawkins just holding it there quietly like I hope no one notices um <laughs> anyway we move on Seth Rollins brought his vision to Smackdown addressing uh the, the complaint field against last week and social media traction between Cesaro uh, and Cesaro interrupted Rollins attempted to defuse the situation appearing Cesaro's desire to shatter the brass ring and achieve success at the top level in WWE he implored Cesaro to join him to embrace the vision it was delivering the sort of success Rollins had already achieved. The Swiss Superman's response, a giant Cesaro swing that left Rollins stumbling and tumbling directly into a stunning European uppercut. Cesaro made his way into the ramp, uh, up the ramp in time to wish Daniel Bryan luck in the main event match. Uh, this was quite nice, though. I, I know I've got an annoyance with Rollins, but it is good to see Cesaro book like this, isn't it? It really is. And again, he's an un- he's an unsung hero in terms of wrestling treasure and wrestling gold that they should continue to work with. And, you know, I, I definitely got excited at the prospect of a Cesaro and Seth Rollins type feud because Seth Rollins does play the the greatest idiot at, or or asshole. Um, and, and his greatest gesture is being a heel. Um and just to kind of even give uh, Cesaro that little bit of a push, it's really nice to see. And as you said, that uppercut was beautiful. Uh, we move on to the main event, and it is Brian versus Jay. Uh, we see Brian Mantley fighting back, set up the running knee, but Uso caught him mid-run, taking the knee out from under him. The battle continued to the referee had no choice but to call for the bell and declare a double count out. Brian Reigns hit the ring and attacked Brian, barely escaping the bell attempt. And the blinking Brian with a spear to get as he choked, followed his reins, left his potential challenger lying to close out the show. So, back down. Uh, we move on. Oh, first off, February 28th, uh, W24, Big E. Have you had the chance to see this on the network at all? I haven't yet. No, I am behind on catching up with all of those. It's been, it's been quite a busy um, month, so I am very behind. Well, if you get a chance to watch uh, anything, have because I know there's a lot of you know, day offs and W24s and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. But that Big E one is just, it, it's just, you you love him more. Yeah. Being, you know, what a, what a guy, you know. <laughs> just, <that's... laughs> yeah, I've got, because um, I've watched, um, I've watched, and I got really emotional at the um, Keith Lee and Bianca Belair ones. Um, so I, I have no doubt that I just am going to thoroughly enjoy Big E's one. It is I on did, my list to watch. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like I said, the, the stuff he does, uh, it talks about with Brody Lee and stuff like that. It's it, really, really good. And move on to March 1st, Raw. And I don't know if I'm WWE drunk, but the Shane Braun Lashley missed and eventually McIntyre kind of made a good story. And I was into the opening promo. I must have been Raw drunk. I think that is a problem. Um, <laughs> Drew McIntyre made his statement to the men who got in his way. He made clear he was ready to put Sheamus behind him immediately, then get back to the W Championship from The Miz or Bobby Lashley. The A-lister arrived with John Morrison decked out in fancy suit and sunglasses. He tried to convince McIntyre to help him to defeat the Almighty, 
But MVP arrived to make a formal announcement that Ashley would have his title match at the top of the hour, given the uh, Miz less than one hour to prepare. Sheamus then arrived and got in the way of Miz begging McIntyre for help, starting the fight between him and McIntyre. And this was hard hitting even before the bell. Uh, both men did not pull a single punch. The two fought outside. McIntyre threw Sheamus on the announce table. Then McIntyre knocked out Sheamus on the top right with a headbutt, set up a superplex. Uh, he got planted right back and went for broke kick, only to run into Claymore that won it. Um, I, I put stuff like, looks is Drew, could this, you know, be fast lane or did he have a plan? We all know, you know, it's continued, but this was a great match. Is it me or is Drew finding new ways to hit the Claymore? Because the way he kind of mid-air, I, I'm <clears> really <throat> digging it. And he did it at the chamber as yeah. well. I feel like, um, I feel like he's definitely coming up with more creative ways of, of, you know, setting it up, you know, he's not always just like heading straight to a corner to kind of like do the count up anymore. Um, and it's, it's more coming out of nowhere, but uh, I'm enjoying it because you don't, you, you kind of just don't see it coming. No, without a doubt. And then we get a great way to, it's a great way to use up the first 45 minutes. And you know, MVP has said Bobby would get a shot in an hour. So when that match finishes, you're thinking, oh, we're, we're really close. Uh, they man, <laughs> Jack squashes Naomi. Do you remember when Naomi uh, had a chance in WWE? Uh, literally just taken <laughs> out before that. And uh, WWE yeah. must love Bobby's entrance because, again, another. Yeah. Miz got out, defended his title at 9 p.m., saying he was having cramps. Uh, he has another hour. Uh, Braun Strowman called out Shane McMahon and Amanda Pierce for cheating out of opportunity. Shane and Mac arrived to announce the monster among men would team up with Pierce, resolving a conflict together by competing for the World Tag Team Championships. I bet Nicholas was well pissed off about this. Probably. I you mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if anything, I, I, I don't know whether at this point I'm starting to ask myself. Has Braun pissed off management again? You, this is a great thing. And then go uh, <laughs> on, because there's someone else who must have pissed him off even more. But uh, as Joe went for cover, Shane told him to tag him Pierce. This gave Shelton time to recover. He caught Pierce with inside cradle for free. After the monster promised to destroy everything, while Shane McMahon watched. Um, we're like I said, we mentioned the match at Mania. I can't wait for that table spot. And someone else they don't give a shit about Elias. He tried to set up a collaboration with Bad Bunny backstage, but the 24-7 champion was not interested. Living Truth called out the Grammys as a shame for missing his hit album. Damien Priest arrived to shut up Elias. The Archer Infamy won with relative ease. Uh, we see Caleb Braxton asked Randy Orton about the odd situation from last week, and he began spitting up that black shit again. Alexa Bliss arrived, followed by another version of the Viper on the screen. Bliss promised Orton would pay for all that he This was quite trippy. There was double Randy. Uh, is this dragging a little bit now? It is, isn't it? You know, I, I kind of felt like it was. Yeah, it, um, yeah, the double Randy thing. It was, it was a, it was a really cool aspect. But again, I think it was overshadowed with the pathetic little ooze of blood that of of black stuff coughed up and stuff. So I feel like it's dragging for sure. But you know, with the end in sight, I'm eager to see kind of how things get taken. Um to finish things off you know yeah without a doubt well we could not get out of the match at 10 p.m even after they tried to applaud bobby lashley to wait until wrestlemania for the fundamental first <laughs> WWE championship uh <laughs> once the bell rang the alista ran out of the ring and up the stage intentionally to get himself counted out lashley was a rape but mvp kept calm 
certainly could fix this. And then backstage MVP said bullshit. And then I actually went, oh, like, like, <laughs> like language. I felt like yeah. Captain America language. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they can't do this, surely. First off, don't call me Shirley. But like I said, with the Miz avoiding it, at, at this point, did you think they're not going to give us this match? I mean, I I wondered whether or not they were going to prolong it to um, WrestleMania. And I was like, please don't tell me that it is going to be Miz v. Lashley at Mania because he's constantly get out of it but at the same time I was like they would not make us go sit through three of Bobby Lashley's entrances in one raw setting if they're not gonna if they're not gonna go ahead and and, uh, change titles you know so I had faith this time that it was gonna happen well we see Charlotte Flair talk about what she wanted at Wrestlemania she put everything behind her with Ric Flair and Lacey Evans she wanted to fight Oscar though she had to wait until the Empress tomorrow was healthy for the brutal kick from Baze Charlotte beat Baszler, well, way to kill any momentum that Baszler might have got from knocking the tooth mm. out. Uh, and also, Charlotte gave a weird one about, oh, you know, I'm here maybe not for championships. You know, do you really think I want these opportunities? It's like, as Stone Cold said, if you're not there to be the champion, then why are you there? You know, it's like, yeah, don't, don't yeah. play us. <laughs> You know. Anyway, Retribution lost to Bro uh, Luke, uh, Retribution lost to Bro Lucha House Party, as they've called then. And then Bro Ali lost. <laughs> <laughs> then Ali lost it again and demanded Riddle. Uh, I have no idea what move that was off the top, but Ali kind of rode Riddle down and got the win. And then the main event, Bobby with his third entrance, uh, six in two episodes. Uh, Shayna Mack arrived to make clear that this match would now be. A lumberjack match. Miz tried to get himself disqualified as a barrel rang with the W Championship, but Lashley caught him and refused to be phased by any more tricks. He threw around Miz, including the Miz, who all want to hurt the A-lister. Finally, Miz was left alone with Lashley and caught in a hurt lock, forced to tap out. Afterwards, the almighty locked in his sink submission a second time to make his point clear. Ladies and gentlemen, your new WWE champion is the almighty Bobby Lashley. What were your thoughts? I mean, ultimately, it was it's about damn time because the fact that he's never held that championship before within the company is ridiculous when you see how much of a beast he is. Um, but it's definitely an exciting um, time for, for Bobby Lashley and for us as an audience because I've I've always felt like he's been cheated out of the title um, and seeing him in the title picture now just he comes across as a champion anyway so it it, it brings more excitement to uh, to the matches um, that are sort of main event caliber yeah and I mean like I said it's a 17 year journey it's a great moment um, he is well he's the third WWE champion since our last podcast so we started but yeah i mean that is is a lot isn't it you know we started chamber with mcintyre we've now had the miz and now it's lashley Uh, it's it's quite a lot isn't it yeah so we move on to the 5th of march smackdown and smackdown open with daniel bryan giving extended promo about his match against uso um and all in the uh the main event was made into a cage match and if bryan could win he would face reigns um, Trouble Tree said he was confused by Brian's words because he doesn't see the drive needs to be a winner. He was trying to take a cheap shot at Brian, who's thrown out the ring. Reigns did not try to help his cousin at all. It all kind of feels the same. And then Street Profits versus Zayn and Corbin. It was meant uh, Corbin is a single star and doesn't want to team with Zayn. Do you know what? I've had 
I I said years ago, Corbin is a future, and obviously everything that's happened since, he's kind of I don't say more comedy now, but there is something about him and Zayn that I really find quite funny. I understand what you mean, and I was going to say uh, the one the one thing I'm surprised about the most, and I cannot stand Corbin, is that I love um, the more real realistic Corbin that actually calls out everything as it is. For example, you know when when this whole ridiculousness of Murphy being with the Mysterios was about, um, he was the one that. Was calling out how the Mysterios are just constantly cheating, interfering, getting involved in matches, but like they don't get they don't get called out because their faces and stuff. So I was starting to gain a bit of respect for for him uh, or for for what he preached about. However, him and um, Sammy, I re- I just really enjoyed their little um, tiff. I'd call it. it. This is the thing, and uh, we see it on SmackDown as well. Uh, Corbin won his match thanks to Zane helping over Ford. As they now ask Corbin to help him in the same way, but after Dawkins locked Zane into him, the King just left him to fend for himself. And Zane mm-hmm. distracted with Ford with the best of his camera crew and allowed Dawkins to roll up for ring at uh, win. Zane attacked his own crew after the match and seemed overtaken by his own conspiracy theories. I love Zane and, and again, this is the thing. You can't blame him. He helped Corbin and then Corbin turned his back. I mean conspiracy, come on. Uh, I think uh, just wait for the profits to get their belts back. They're better than um, this was better than tag team losses to a non-team, I suppose. And like I said, Reg was fired by Mella. Uh, Biggie returns next week. We get Chad versus Dominic. Don wins with a crit roll up as Frey sends Otis into the announce table. Uh, that is 50-50 booking. For anybody who ever wonders what 50-50 booking is, it is the the Hill team or the Hill uh, wrestler winning the one week and then the following week completely just cancelling it out. Uh, and you keep doing that and that is the result of 50-50 booking, basically. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins was getting an interview with Murphy, approached him enough to help with Cesaro. Rollins told him to go away. So the whole thing with Murphy again just kind of quietly dropped maybe because there was some buzz about um you know Rey Mysterio's daughter or something like this but to go straight back to Seth just seemed a bit weird um and then for some reason talk about weird Banks and Belair are facing the champs again at Fastlane I don't know why but uh we then get Belair versus Basler Belair shoved Reg to the ground and he tripped into Nia Jax tried to run him over but he moved and she hit Banks meanwhile Belair hit Basler with a finish for the ring for the win Banks slapped Reginald after the match and told him to stay out of the business fuck off Reg that's all I've put <laughs> yep no I really could not say it any better myself fuck off nothing to do with you no, and then Murphy v Cesaro Rollins came down to ringside had this been given twice as much time it could have Rollins is distracting us in commentary. Uh, Cesaro treated Murphy, well, they treated Murphy like a jobber. Swing into the sharpshooter for the win. And then Apollo Crews' heel turn is verging too far into stereotype. Uh, we get, get the fake accent after he says still. We get the spear. We get two military guys in gear. Um, don't get me wrong, it was an emphatic promo, the best of Crews' career probably, but it's a shame it was marred by this kind of presentation. Uh, he's, you know, embracing his Nigerian roots, but it's just so stereotypical. What were your thoughts on this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, again, I didn't see that coming, but I was intrigued to see where things could go with Apollo Dat if he was continuing to go down this route. I just, you know, it, it's just interesting that, you know, with the accent that he was given and, and this kind of thing. But, you know, if he if he's happy to do it, if he's kind of maybe his idea even, 
then yeah. I can see how it may be tweak of a character, you know. Yeah, but only if it was like I think if we kind of later found out that like it it, it was more just WWE wanting to exploit that, then I'll be really upset because I think if this is if this is something that Apollo Cruz was okay with and and happy with and wanted to actually do, um, I can see why it's got potential for him to kind of go somewhere with it rather than get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I think without a doubt, you know, and, and this is the thing about, I'll just talk about story quickly, uh, is obviously he used to be Uha Nation back in the day when he was doing independence scene. And I was lucky enough uh, back in, I think, 2016 to see him at this kind of leisure centre, you know, this swimming pool with like 200 people. Uh, but the, the thing is, is that I was outside on a, a, a cigarette and I look up mm-hmm. and I see this figure in the window as he's kind of walking down the stairs and it's him. And he's kind of looking into his purse to see if he's got enough money, you know, either for a drink or something to eat. And I thought, oh, that is so sweet. <laughs> like, like, yeah, this guy's so big, just like, what have I got? Have I got a pound? Have I got a 50p? And I was like, oh, bless him. <laughs> anyway. We'll move on. So that's the thing. I always thought he was sweet, and now he's doing this. Uh, ding dong, hello. Yeah. Nice tweets, but one is not so great. Bailey slams the door. She is brilliant. Uh, and then the main Brian in a cage. Uh, Brian and Uso beating the life out each other for strikes. Brian hit a suplex from the top right and applied the yes lock. Uso was forced to tap his range watch through a look of disappointment across his face. This wasn't the best episode, but the main event delivered. And then... Um, Big news, AEW, and um, we're going to mention AEW here for a second because they announced the signing of Christian and the Big Show. And, of course, we had seen Christian at the Royal Rumble, and obviously Big Show's been a legend for, for 20 years in WWE. What were your thoughts on AEW signing these two? Um, I mean, I I wasn't bothered, to be honest. I mean, look, here's my take on, on um, not just... AEW signings, but signings uh, for wrestlers we know into different companies. I'm always going to be excited because then that means we're we're still getting to see them on TV. And I am a AEW fan as well as a WWE fan. I might bash a lot on WWE, but I will forever forever remember that it was thanks to WWE that I got into wrestling in the first place. I don't get why we've got to have so much of an issue with where wrestlers want to go to wrestle if that you've if you're being given offered better opportunities elsewhere then they should be allowed to do that yeah this is the thing i think um when it comes to christian and people obviously upset about it but the thing is is that you know 47 years old the same as a big show it's not like they're going to be main event at wrestlemania in 10 years time either so Mm. i think with aw as well they have to be careful that they don't kind of turn into or get perceived as the kind of TNA of signing mm. these guys and then just that kind of filling up the roster. That is also true as well. I mean, I think if it continued this way of, of just, you know, WWE wrestlers leaving and then just getting signed to AEW, it is going to go down that route. But I'm hoping that because AEW is not just a growing brand, but that they are starting to set their own roots. They've been there a year now and things like that. Uh, it it will just be sort of more focused on the ones that they have. And it's not going to be a continued um, recurrence of just waiting to see when the next uh, wrestler who left WWE turns up. 
Yeah, I think that's true. And we spoke off air as well about the ending of Revolution. All I will say of this is they laughed when The Fiend was set alight. Uh, anyway, we move on to March 8th, Raw. And the nice opening video package that in Hurt Business arrived. Bobby says the almighty era has began. Then Miz pissed and moaned whilst Morrison just stood there. Our first match tonight was for the WWE title. And we get Bobby Lashley. We've talked about it, but he's got a new entrance now. What were your thoughts on the new entrance? On on whose new entrance? Sorry, you cut out. Bobby Lashley's new entrance. I mean, I kind of don't mind it, but I was also like, um, where did the ele- the lightning come from? Yeah, I thought that as well. And I thought, why have they never tried that with anybody else? Is it a special effect or... I, I guess mean, it is... are they going with a whole Zeus is throwing a lightning bolt down or what? Because that's like the sound effect that comes with it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get up, like, we, complex. well we get on to the match and the almighty continues to overwhelm his opponent coming out of the commercial overpower and a loud mouth and tossing him around like a rag doll all while Drew McIntyre watched from backstage Lashley caught Miz on the arena floor sent a face first into the ring post seemingly toying with his opponent moments later the champion tapped Miz out to the hurt lock for the successful title retention this was all too easy and then we see McIntyre get caught up backstage who cut a promo on the champion until Sheamus attacked him from out of nowhere I guess it is not over. And then Braun Strowman hit the ring next month. An apology from Shane McMahon. Man arrived, came face to face with Strowman and then said, I'm sorry. And then left. Looked like he was going to come back, but he actually didn't. Great build, guys. What a build for WrestleMania when you two are doing that. Um, (laughs) Sheamus versus Drew. Drew attacked during Sheamus' entrance. is great brawl. Really hard hitting. Both had still stairs overhead and they ran into each other colliding and crashing to the floor uh they sold the effects and uh obviously the commentators again were like wow what was that i've never seen it before uh it was quite a cool visual with the stairs running into each other though wasn't it yeah um again i i did actually wonder whether or not that was meant to happen at first you know um so my first concern was are they both okay but they were fine (laughs) We say they're fine. The pictures, the state of Drew's back. Yeah, and yeah. Back. Oh, my word. I mean, you can't really fake that, can you? Uh, rest, yeah, people tell the wrestling fake, you know, and you go, okay, well, what about this then? Are they, is it makeup? It's just, anyway, that's a discussion for another day, I think. Uh, we we know on the next Raw, we're going to get um, the New Day versus the Hurt Bits of the Tag Team title. But uh, on this Raw, we had Woods and Benjamin battling a single competition Woods managed to roll them up after some tr- trash talk new day's mortal Kombat ring gear to Horvath's the scorpion and sub-zero oh, it was great i totally nerded out on that because if i got it straight away being a huge mortal Kombat fan myself um and just with with the new movie coming out april i was just even more excited it was great have you seen the trailer yeah i have it looks so badass it really does. <laughs> Honestly, uh, Sub Zero is played by uh, uh, an actor called Joe Salem. He's in um, a lot of um, uh, Asian movies, uh, sort of mar- martial arts movies like uh, The Raid, and he's he's great in that. Um, he was also in a Netflix movie. I think it was called uh, Headshot. Or yeah, I think it was Headshot. Um, he's just overall a great martial artist. Um, and I'm just really excited to see him as Sub Zero and the way he just kind of created that blood knife in the trailer. Oh my gosh, it definitely um lit some excitement there. 
Oh, that, but we go to Sub-Zero to Slapjack, who lost to uh, Matt Riddle, <laughs> who is a moron. Hopefully he loses to Ali next week. We get Braun and Shane again, and uh, Shane is just, I mean, not only is he the sweatiest McMahon, he's also the worst. He used to be quite a good heel. I mean, you go back mm. to 99 when he did that, he did that weird lip thing. I'm doing it now, and obviously no one can see me, but he did that kind of weird <laughs> lip thing. And, uh, yeah. But... Now he's just stuttering and stammering and, and stalling and buying the time. And, and again, I'm going, is this part of it or, or is it not? Or, you know, and then my man is saying, like, oh, showman, I never would I call you stupid. Um, and then, you know, it's just getting chased off. Um, Strowman chasing him backstage and then going after the car. And then Shane was there and he's going, oh, so stupid. Uh, it's just, it's just, yeah. Uh, Women's tag team title match, Naomi and Lana versus Nia Jackson Basler. This all started with Oh My Hole um, for Naomi. <laughs> God, God loves to try with Lana, though. Interference from that bastard Reg provided a distraction. Jack's bowled over Lana, and he was before scored the win. After the match, Jack's hoisted Reginald over his shoulder and carried him up the ramp. Yeah, good on you, Reg. Um, Jack's and Basler getting about. And then uh, AJ versus Orton, of course, born as all matches are of a backstage segment early in the show. Um, Orton rose to his feet and teased the RKO, but almost pulled uh, AJ out of the ring. The arena began engulfed in pink and bliss appeared in the video screen. She lit a match, igniting flames for ring post and caused Orton to vomit black. Styles blast into Orton with a phenomenal forearm, fully pin for victory. Um, there is no direction for Styles at this moment in time. It was a good first hour of Raw. wasn't too bad. We move on to Raw Talk. Now, you know, not many people watch Raw. I don't know how many watch Raw Talk. But we had Peyton Royce, and she gave a pipe bomb. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw any clips. She was fantastic. She had... Well, as... Talk, yeah. yeah. It, it, was, um, it was one of those moments where you actually stopped to actually listen to what she was saying, and it was great. I'm glad she actually said what she said, because I think it's something that um, all of us have probably just been wanting to kind of maybe hear f- come come from her. Right, I doubt. Give her Oscar. That's what we want. And then mm. March 10th, his- we got told history will be made once again during WrestleMania week as the Hall of Fame induction ceremony returns. The 2021 the Hall of Fame. Uh, not, you know, because they're thinking Hall of Fame usually is about, what, four or five hours and it's it's really long. Let's add mm. a completely another class to it. What could possibly go wrong? So the class of 2020 and 2021 will be put together. Uh, obviously, there's talk about Batista not being a part of it with everybody else. Um, so that is the Hall of Fame news. I mean, what do you watch the Hall of Fame ceremonies? Is that much interest? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I remember my my father used to watch them all the time. So uh, you know, um, the older uh, Hall of Fames I remember watching. Um, but yeah, not not on um, recent ones now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because the problem is, is that I mean, I remember watching the Hall of Fame live when Brett, uh, the guy, ran in and like kind of jumped on Brett. At that point in time, when the camera went black, I'm going, what the fuck have I just seen? But it's not usually as exciting as that, if you know what I mean. Not that it's exciting that Brett would get attacked, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah James wants Brett to get attacked. I didn't mean that. Uh, anyway, 11th of March, SmackDown. Uh, Edge arrived to address Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. The rated R superstar told the leader of the Yes movement he would never question his love of professional wrestling. This brought out Bryan, who wanted to set the record straight. He explained that he respects Edge, 
do anything to get one last shot at Mania. The rated R superstar showed his own respect to the leader of the S-Moon, but he said Brian was better than these tactics to get the world title. Edge walked off in disgust. Um, Edge should lean into his heel stuff because there's certain wrestlers, I'm sure you agree with this, that some can play, like an Eddie Guerrero, could play the best yeah. face and the yeah. best heel because you hated him, and but you could love him. I think with yeah. Edge... With Edge, and this might be fair to say, might be not. He is a good face, but he's an incredible heel. Agreed. I think that um, he's got no, there's no issues there when he is a face, but I think that he's a lot. Uh, people people love him a lot more when he is a heel. Um, I think the same could be said about the likes of Seth Rollins. He can be a face, but I think he plays the heel better, um, or he at least suits it better. You know. There's yeah. cer- there's certain guys that should just never be face, and yeah, MJF it, from AEW is one of them. He should never be face. Oh no, he will. When because the thing with MJF and it would be, I'm not comparing to The Rock, but he will just have the same attitude and the fans will love it. I mean, that would just be yeah. the difference. He'll, he'll keep the same character. Uh, but some of them, like I said, change. Uh, it can be different. But we move on to the next match: Street Profits and Mysterios versus Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, and Alpha Academy. Uh, Mysterio got a huge hot tag and helped clear out the ring. Mysterio hit a double six one on the glorious one. He snuck in a blind tag off Otis. As Ford finished off with emphatic from the heavens. It's all about from the heavens, the height again. I keep mentioning the height, the height, and pins Roode, tag team champion. Um, it was a good match though. Yeah, I didn't mind it. It was okay. <laughs> Nia Jax took Reginald on a shopping spree. Is it true? Uh, they grew closer and Bazin in the fall asleep in the background. Yeah, but Bates are falling asleep. I was smiling. No, I don't she, know why. She, she was the she was the comedy factor in that moment that would would have been me because there's <laughs> yeah, no way I'm getting dragged along to watch Reginald get get dressed up in different suits. <laughs> well, <laughs> Seth Rollins was asked about Cesaro swinging him two weeks ago and he lost his cool. The star watched at the top of the ramp as the Swiss Superman threw around Murphy. Murphy jumped into this giant swing for Cesaro, which set off Rollins. The Messiah attacked Cesaro to cause a uh, disqualification. Rollins plants Cesaro with a stomp, then trapped his head in the steel chair, ready to stomp him again, but officials get involved to save him. Rollins met Nakamura backstage, who glared at him, and Seth actually doing something now, getting back into action. And then um, Sami Zayn tried to get Kevin Owens to join his documentary, Exposed W from the inside. KO was more focused on his show, the KO show that hosted Sasha Banks and Belair, who got to each other's faces and try to make clear he was best. Baze and Jack arrived with uh, Reggie to watch a future opponent's face, Natalia and Tamina. And then Reggie again got involved, stopped the referee from catching a clear victory from the faces in the action. Tamina rolled up the EST for the free count. That should never happen. That should never happen. Afterwards, Bank and Bailey, uh, Banks and Blair, fought the way back. Uh, Bank Street with the original lead to this moment. Um, EST getting pinned by Tamina, right? Oh, my God. Don't. I... I really don't want to be mean to to Mina, or nor even the, the likes of Natalia. But again, really bad booking, so it doesn't make you care for them, and that was just awful. Uh, and then Biggie cutting in passion promo on Apollo Cruz, telling him he could cruise one more title shot, but only to give him what he deserved. He offered him the ring, but the Hill did not show up for the challenge. He decided to set an open challenge, which was answered by King Corbin. The big man took a while, get to the ring, uh, talking down the champ. Sami, arri- Sami Zayn arrived, accepted the challenge, and ran into the ring ahead of the King. Uh, Sami is great. I mean, Biggie was fantastic, but Zayn, and it is, like you said, people, you know, wrestlers do talk trash as they walk down. And you just imagine another wrestler nipping in before him. Yeah. 
Uh, well, into the match, he hit a sunset fit power bomb, nearly sealed it when he kicked out. The Master Jesus lost his call and slapped the champion repeatedly. This set off E, who hit a big ending after his cruise theme uh, his song hit, and he tapped the champion from behind. He hit an impressive pair of Olympic slams, took out the champion, but it still stares to the face. This was a good all round. Cruise looked fantastic. Uh, it really was. And mm. then uh, we move on, and Jay Uso wanted to talk to Roman Reigns, but Heyman told him to not to walk into the locker room. Uh, Edge found Uso backstage, so he's wasting his talent working under the head of the table. Reigns told Brian immediately he had changed his mind. He not would give Brian a match at Fastlane. A leader of the called out the head of the table. Cowardice and Reigns said he could not hold his calm. He signed the contract. Uso threw the table out of the ring, not happy with Brian involved in his name. Uh, Edge arrived and challenged Uso to a match next week. The winner would be a special guest enforcer at Fastlane. A brawl ensured where Brian took out Edge with a Ryan, uh, running knee. We need Brian at Mania. And I'm starting to think we might need Jay involved as well, you know? Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, the, the one thing that I was getting to me more was the fact that I'm starting to feel like, you know, Jay's always willing to get involved with Roman, but then Roman's just willing to let Jay just get beat up all the time. <laughs> it's not fair. He's just continuously getting getting the sort of short end of the stick. Without, without a doubt you know and this is the thing that we're seeing uh with it as well even with the cage match and the, the little nuances of don't go in the locker room yet because he's fucking he's really pissed off here all right so, so give it like you know yeah. uh, uh those little kind of nuances you know? my mum would actually say to my dad uh say to me about <laughs> my dad being like don't go into his office just yet he's really mad at you i'll let you know when it's safe <laughs> and me being like okay mum." well we see during the most recent edition of talking smack we've talked about raw talk let's talk about talking smack paul Heyman addressed edge and even took shots at his uh long-term partner christian he said edge your best friend in this world knew he was going to become roman reigns target just to get in your head and what did he do he ran away before roman reigns could target him how many of your Christians need to convert before you realise it's not smart to piss off. It's not smart to piss off Roman Reigns. You Edge have pissed off Roman Reigns. Really clever by Heyman, you know, just really, really clever. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just he's just really great on the mic, isn't he? he he's just he's just phenomenal, isn't he? You know, and then and the big news story: Andrade asking for his release he went on twitter and said the rumors are true i don't know what the future holds but i want to make my dreams come true thank you for giving me so much support these last days uh well, obviously we've got a development coming but what were your thoughts when andrade asked for his release at that moment in time i mean it was like a mixture of shock um but also at the same time i i felt um like it was deserved because they're not using him and he is such a waste talent there um, and I, if anything, I was just excited to see where he's going to be signing next because um, shame that he was not used the way that uh, he should have been because he deserved to be in quite a few title pictures. But I think alongside sort of the the departure of Zelina Vega um, came Andrade, um, and I think that it is a shame, but more of a shame on WWE's end because they lost a, a really talented wrestler. Oh, about that. And, oh, no, you know, Dob and I was watching NXT uh, when Andrade made his debut and then the connection with Zelina Vega, and that completely changed his character. And there was a point in time in 2017, we were lucky enough to see NXT live, and uh, it was Bobby Roode, who was the NXT champion, uh, drew, uh, teaming up with Andrade versus McIntyre and Alistair Black. 
And you think about those four, and those four could arguably become, you know, maybe not Bobby Roode, who's a little bit old, but especially the other three, you know, what they could accomplish. Obviously, McIntyre went on to become champion on Jardé release, and it's, it's kind of the same thing with Ali. Mm. So we move on to Raw, and it is the 15th as a go-home show, and the show opened with segment include Lashley, Miz, Morrison, and Sheamus, predicting this tend to a fight that uh, uh, led into the first match of the night. Uh, Drew, a few of you make cover because he wants to send a message to Lashley by beating the Miz with a full Nelson. Miz squash. I can't help feeling this booking isn't helping Drew squashing everybody, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just... I, I don't... I, de- I have to agree. It just isn't doing anything. Like, I mean, he's obviously winning, but it's not anything substantial at this point. So, yeah. And you've got to be careful because you don't want the fans turning on my boy, Drew. But then we get Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose facing Lana and Naomi in a rematch from three weeks ago. Lana and Naomi come out on top in this encounter. And Rose and Brooke were looking to rebound from their loss. Remember when Mandy Rose was in the hottest storyline in WWE? Do you remember that moment? Yeah, and how quickly it faded. Without a doubt, based in Jackson commentary, but the Queen of Spades left the table to attack Oscar when she came out for some reason. Back, Brooke hit Lana with a netbreaker to get the pin. Uh, underappreciated women there. Uh, into the second mm-hmm. hour, Bro and uh, New Day are backstage. Uh, that was quite funny. And then the New Day come up with some weird, I want to call it side dancing, but they were kind of connected, and but looked like having the most fun ever. That's that's something you can only pick up from like being with each other for years on end, isn't it? Just being weird with one another. The guys that work for it to do that, and <laughs> no one wants to play. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, but the Raw Tag Team titles are on the line, and it's a New Day versus the Hurt Business. We turn for a break. See Alexander and Woods trading strikes. Both men made a tag. Kingston came close to beating Benjamin a few times. Now they're going to with Trouble in Paradise and Woods followed up with Diving Elbow. They hit the finish to get the pin and win the tag team titles. And as they celebrate with the belts, AJ and Omos came down to the ring. The phenomenal one congratulated him on the win for saying he almost won a shot at the titles at WrestleMania. New Day accepted the challenge. Uh, thoughts on this? It was a great match. 11-time champions of New Day. Brilliant. Um, so this is what they're doing with AJ Styles. Um, it's a bit unfair on the Hurt business, uh, the New Day in the position. What were your thoughts on how all this happened? I mean, I love both. Um, I think that, you know, both of them, uh, both teams deserve gold. I think they've, you know, uh, both teams have been severely underrated for, for in terms of, you know, what they bring to um, not only just the show, but the actual wrestling itself. Um, I wasn't too mad at... Uh, the New Day winning, especially because of the, with with their outfits as well, they just looked super cool. And who who doesn't love the New Day? Um, but this did make me worry a little bit because I'm I'm thinking that you know this is the this is the start of maybe the downfall for the Hurt business, which I'm not really ready for them to have yet. When they've only just sort of like got Bobby with the gold, I thought they might keep the the gold on Shelton and Cedric a bit longer, so they had like you know a bit more. Uh, time to reign as champions altogether, I suppose. So I, 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 I was a little bit disappointed that they did decide to do a, a title change. Um, but I'm also hoping that this doesn't mean that, you know, that's the last time that they're going to be champions again. Like we could potentially see that again some, some somehow down the line. Yeah, probably end up with like Cedric eliminating um, Benjamin from like the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal or something like this. Looks like. Obviously, New Day and Amos versus uh, Styles is sorted out. And then backstage, Bad Bunny gives our truth the 24 title back. 
I mean, Archery got his baby back, and it wasn't a serious belt anyway, really, was it? You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We then see Priest beating Elias in about a minute. And after it was over, Elias tried to attack Bad Bunny, but the Archer Infamy took him out. Uh, Morrison came down and distracted him, so the Miz could hit Bunny with a guitar from behind. Priest chased away for checking on his friend. We knew this would be a match at Mania, um, but the camera yeah, did miss Miz hitting Bad Bunny, didn't he, first time? Build up. Mm. Yeah, that was the first time that we saw him sort of take a hit. So fair play to Bad bad bunny for for that um i can't say i'm excited by by all of this that's going on with him though um and i can't say that it's it's a good move for damian priest to be involved in something like this as well when he's only just first moved up like it's not making for me it's not making the greatest of impressions um but again you know this is early stages we'll see how it goes but yeah we knew this was building up to wrestlemania you know, about that. Another match building up to WrestleMania is uh, Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. And Strowman demanded a match. Shane called him stupid several times. They yelled at each other until Shane accepted the challenge. And the match took place just after about the halfway point of the show. Shane pretended at ringside to prepare and use the opportunity to mock Strowman's intelligence. The monster one man caught him and started destroying him at ringside. He took a full lap around the ring and Shane hit him with a camera. He took from, uh, well, the cameraman, obviously. He put Strowman on the announce table and hit that big elbow drop from the top turnbuckle to put him through. And then he grabbed a bucket of green slime from under the ring and dumped it on Strowman. I was digging it up until the green paint. Yeah, that really kind of irked me a little bit. Um, I think it was unnecessary. Um, I just don't think... <clears throat> I just don't think this whole... Do you, do you know what this reminded me of? This reminded me of um, his feud back in the Attitude Era Big Show. Except for, for some reason, it worked back then. And things like that like did go down well and was humorous and was funny. But now it just feels like Braun did something very wrong and he's being extremely punished. That's all I can take from this. There's a weird thing with it because it's like, which way did he go? And like you said, they're kind of trying to do that. Um, with Braun now, and it's not kind of working. I but feel like with... it's just really unnecessary. Right, you got to remember as well, this is the same guy that you had face Goldberg and win at WrestleMania last year, and now you're dumping green paint on him, making him look like a joke. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? And, and this is the problem where, when it comes to W booking sometime. But we see Alexa Bliss say, Norton will have a chance to take her out of his fast lane. And then we see Oscar versus Shania Baszler, and Oscar attacked for the bell and kept up the aggression. Uh, once the ref officially started the match, Empress knocked Jax off the apron, but the distraction allowed Baszler to drill in the face. Oscar recovered to cut Jax by sending him to the ring post. Uh, Oscar and Baszler tried to put each other away in the submissions, which led to Oscar winning and a pinning combination. Uh, Baszler tried to kick out another tooth after the match, but Oscar blocked it and hit Fleur with her own kicks to the face. She curbs up the Queen of Spades into the bottle turnbuckle. She removed the padding and almost did it again before the ref got in her way. This was vicious, and this was the Oscar that we need. Exactly. I was just about to say this was the rawness of Oscar, like a pissed off Oscar coming out. And I was just ready to see her go on a rampage because I thought to myself, yes, this is the actual type of feud I would have wanted. Singles feud between Oscar and and Shayna. And we got a glimpse of it there. And I can only imagine how good a feud between the two could be. Yeah, without a doubt. The US title next, Ali had Riddle pinned, but T-Bard mistakenly distracted the ref. After he kicked out, Riddle hit his finisher for the win to retain the title. He escaped the ring for retribution could attack. Ali was visibly upset by the loss and berated his crew, but everything Ali does is on point. The daughter says he's going to kick Bliss out of his life. 
And then Drew McIntyre said to never make guarantees since uh, failing to deliver can make people mad and make sparks fly. Obviously a reference to AEW. Do you know what? He also swore on Raw Talk later on in the night. So, you know, potty mouth again. And then the main event, Sheamus v. Lashley. It was a really good hard-hit main event between the two big guys. After Drew basically Sheamus sinks to offence. Lashley recovered and hit a flat liner for two counts. Sheamus signed up the throw kick, but Lashley caught with his spear first to get the win. Afterwards, McIntyre claymored Lashley. This is Raw's mania main event. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. What are your thoughts on the main event? And what are your thoughts on that match? headlining Raw at WrestleMania. Um, I'm quite excited about it. I think that both Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley are exceptional wrestlers and they both are powerhouses. And I think especially after, you know, we get into events of fast, Drew McIntyre has this real aggressiveness that um, I feel he can only let loose with certain wrestlers and Bobby Lashley is one of them. So if anything, I'm quite intrigued to see them go one-on-one. Well, before we get on to the go home for SmackDown, we announced that Hulk Hogan and Tarks Daniel are going to be a host for WrestleMania. What are your thoughts on this news? The, they ruined it. They, they they just had to do it, didn't they? They just do it. They couldn't leave it at Titus O'Neil, did they? They had to go ahead and put him in it. No one wants him in it. I don't care. I get that everyone wants to keep on remembering his legacy, but everyone doesn't want to remember how much of a racist asshole Hulk Hogan is. So, yeah, I wasn't interested. And um, if, if I did live in America, I wouldn't be buying tickets to go and see that live. Well, that's the thing, and um, it's just a shame that Terry has to be at WrestleMania. But we move on to SmackDown, mm. go home. 20th of March, and the SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks Bank of Blair kicked off the broadcast with backstage argument. That ended with the ESC adamant she would not come to the Boston State tonight. From there, Banks made her way to the ring for a title defence against Nia Jax. Blair still came out. <laughs> uh, as the action broke down, Banks went in the ring uh, and eventually struck her own tag team partner, allowing Banks to score with a jackknife roll-up for the win. Um, I thought this was a good match, and I'm going to say something now that might break the internet, but I think Nia Jax is quite good at what she does. <laughs> yeah I mean I, I've again I've not really had an issue with her until it's come to her just taking out all all of the women and actually injuring them um when it comes to actually her personality in the ring and stuff I find her quite entertaining so I don't really have an issue with her when she's actually having decent matches or decent promo but uh, honestly this 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 whole thing with Reginald needs to stop it needs to end yeah, we're at uh, Well, we see Edge joining Caleb Braxton for a backstage promo, which talked about Jay Uso's potential to be a star if he can manage to break out Roman Reigns' shadow. He also reminded you all that Daniel Bryan's running knee to the face from last week, but he also admitted he would have done the same thing. Then we see nine years ago, Edge winning the tag team titles on SmackDown with the, the host of WrestleMania. And then elsewhere, Baszler vowed to dish out the beating of Bianca Bear's life, presumably later tonight. Uh, in the ring, Seth Rollins hit the ring in another ludicrous suit for another promo. What are your thoughts on, I know we saw it fast lane with the kind of classic drip or whatever they call it. What are your thoughts of, I, I, I quite dig in the way Rollins is presenting himself at the moment. Uh, I am loving Seth Rollins' uh, suit game. He, the suits that he is coming out with are of ridiculous patterns and ridiculous, like, uh, I, I don't know where he's getting them from, but I love them. And again, I, I don't have an issue with um, with Seth Rollins. I think he's a great heel um, and I find him very entertaining when he's a heel. I, th- I think I get more irritated by Seth when he's a face. Uh, so, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm just, 
I'm kind of happy seeing him with his whole preaching and stuff. Seeing him versus Nakamura was just um was was quite a fun match. It was one of my favorites of the night. Yeah, without a doubt. He, you know, he claims as always respected Humila and embarrassed him when he a few weeks ago touted his best main events while Sozawa has needed to have been abject failure. Played a video for last week of him beating down Sozawa and mocked his attempt to see the brass ring for Nicaragua. Uh, Nakamura shut up and when mocked, he blasted the former champion with a Kinshasa and left him lane to close <laughs> out the moment. That was so great when he said that. It was great. I mean... I mean, I I love shouting to uh, Nakamura. There's two things I love shouting, uh, and and I'll, I'll tell you what they are when we get onto Fastlane, and if we ever do. No, SmackDown Tag Team Champions Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode watch from competition as the Street Profits battle Ray and Dominic Mysterio in a babyface versus babyface match. It's a fast-paced match. Um, alert Ray pulled forward off the top rope. Dominic rolled up Dawkins for the upset win. And after the match, and at this point, I go, oh, okay, right, well, Profits lose, that's fine. But then Chad Gable and Lotus appeared, and a, another t- tag team match. When did this rule happen? I've been watching Raw and SmackDown this year. When did another match come to another match? Like, when did teams have, like, two tag team matches in a row or, or stuff like this? I know it's, <laughs> it's just, it's weird. You know, just wait a next week. Um, well, anyway, uh, Dominic's role came to an end when Gable caught him and hit a rolling German suplex. So he's added a big splash to the win. So, again, you know, Michael Cole's talent in the red-hot division. Uh, but, you know, you've got the Street Profits there. I suppose they need a team to face. Uh, Otis and, and Chad. I mean, out of like, I mean, obviously the Profits. But, you know, do you see much potential with Otis or Chad or the Mysterios? Um... <laughs> Otis, no, not until he gets back with Tucker, to be honest. Um, I I feel like the Mysterios is a hard one because I honestly believe that Dominic Mysterio should be going at this alone. I think that he needs to crawl out of his dad's shadow. I feel like he's going to forever just be known as Rey Mysterio's son unless they just kind of, like... Stop showing Ray on TV. They've teased a lot of him either retiring or just like kind of taking time off or whatever. Let your son have some some time. Let your son get into some feuds by himself. Let your son get himself out of this shit. You know, um, yeah. I just think that Dominic Mysterio has a lot of potential. What I've seen of him, I, I'm still impressed from his match with his first ever match uh, being with Seth Rollins. Um, and I just feel like it's continuously undershadowed because he's just continuously coming out as a as a tag team with his father, and I think that that needs to stop. Yeah, I think without a doubt. But Dolph was great on commentary, maybe at WrestleMania. But 14 years ago, we see Edge cashing in Money in the Bank on Undertaker on SmackDown for the world title, and then Daniel Bryan kept the tension between him and Edge alive moments into his in-ring promo, shining light on their issues before Roman Reigns entered. Yeah, he said, Paul, he's got a better chance of shooting lightning out of his ass than tapping me out, which is a great line. Uh, Tribal Chief said he'd rather lose his arm or better yet die in the ring than tap out to someone like Brian. Brian said that might be a bit much, but he will beat Rain Sunday at Fastlane for the Universal title, whether he taps him out or not. Uh, Great, great stuff there. And then in the most in the least anticipated match in SmackDown history, I was fucking laughing when this has happened. The irritating force versus the unlikable object. Whoever come up with that needs brownie points without a doubt. Uh, Sami Zayn battled King Corbin in singles competition. I mean, we talked about Corbin and Zayn, didn't we? And and it it kind of it's it's off slowly but surely, hasn't it? You know? Yeah. um, Again, I. 
I, I don't want to say anything bad about either of these wrestlers, but it wasn't something I was ultimately looking forward to. It's what I'm saying. It, is, it was the least anticipated match in SmackDown history. Uh, Corbin, uh, I was watching from commentary. Uh, Zayn nearly collides with the official allowing Corbin to deliver end of days for the win after the match. Conspiracy-minded Hill told Owens to back up his claims of fraud. Lies when Owens didn't. He caught with a sick in the Helluva kick. Left his former best mate lying and Zayn a, rantum, a ranting mess. So it looks like Zayn versus Owens at Mania. Give them enough time and they will steal the show. <laughs> Uh, and then during a sit-down interview moderated by Michael Cole, Intercontinental Champion Big E addressed top challenger Cruz uh, from his sneak attack. He said, uh, take time to enjoy the Christmas of the March air and the functioning limbs because you experienced neither after Sunday. Cruz cut promo with his Nigerian accent, infuriating Big E and causing the Intercontinental Champion to find a golf cart and meet Lombard contender backstage. They brawled and Big E blasted him with trash cans before the officials split them up. Um, it, it was a really good bit. I had flashbacks to WrestleMania 17, but Biggie made that golf cart work, which was pleasing. Um, yeah, again, I I, I did um, chuckle, but in a good way. I just kind of really enjoyed seeing Biggie driving around on a golf golf cart. Yeah. It's not to enjoy. Well, Bianca Belair would be left to go out alone against Shania Basley in singles competition. Nia Jax left base on her own as well. And they barely had time to do battles. Italian Tamina hit the ring and attacked, making their case for the War Room's tag team titles. Because, of course, you do that when you interrupt a match. Uh, they left Baszler and Blair lying, standing tall, and sent a message to the women's locker room. This was nothing. And then the rated R superstar found herself on the receiving end of a target attack by Uso, who worked over the rigs of the Hall of Famer. Edge survived the still stairs in the ring post in the midsection. As main event, Jay attempted to drive the fight out of opponent. It didn't work. They survived a super kick and caught Uso with a spear to win the match and cash his ticket to fast lane. After the match, stare down, Brian opened up with spear. Uh, Reigns, who stood tall to close out the show. Uh, Fultz, uh, Edge looked good. Getting used to him being back. Of course, they built up with 10 years since last time on SmackDown. How did you think that main event played out? Um, yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it. It, was, it wasn't bad at all. Um, again, it was just... Um, uh, sorry, it was just um, one of those ones that you just sit and just kind of enjoy, but it's just enjoy it for what it was. I think without doubt. So that is it. That is Raw and SmackDown leading up to the main event of the podcast, basically. And that's March 21st. It's WWE Fastlane. What better way to kick off then with kickoff and the kickoff panel? We've got Kayla Braxton, Booker T, um, Jerry the King Law and Peter Roseberg. And I've really been enjoying uh, Charlie Caruso recently on the kickoff panels. And apparently she's done with WWE, or that's a rumour. A lot of people say it's backstage heat, but she's got a contract with ESPN, and I think she's going to carry on doing that. Uh, but Kayla Braxton, I think, you know, did well. Any thoughts on Charlie Caruso, anything like that? Or is it something that really is not worth that um, much attention? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of the opposite, you know. Um, I, I don't have a problem with Kayla. Um, and I'm not sure what's going on with the backstage heat. I hear it is a bit, a little bit about tidiness, but I also don't always believe everything that I hear on Twitter. So, you know, until we hear anything substantial, I'm not sure what's going on. But I really like Kayla, and I feel like um, she's being given a bit more of a chance since um, Charlie's uh, post, uh, absence. So I think, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed seeing Kayla, and I really lo- in- loved what she was wearing. Her purple suit was just gorgeous. 
Yeah, well, we see uh, the kickoff panel promoting Braun versus Shane, but it's not anywhere, you know, on the listings. A bit like the Oscar match at the Chamber last month when he announced it and then nothing really mm-hmm. happened. Uh, yeah. We get a match. I mean, why can't they talk to the kickoff panel and say, look, it, this is obviously with the Shane thing, we had a bit of shenanigans. But last month, there was no excuse for that. Yeah. I mean, they could, they, they, they have plenty of time to be able to, uh, uh, you know, just kind of give the panel a bit of context and then they could have let us know. Yeah, because this contact is looking stupid again. But we see McIntyre, Sheamus promo, get women's tag title talk. Um, looks like they will start the main show, Autumn versus Bliss feud. But without JBL, it's just kind of gibberish talk between the three. There's no kind of really anything special there. We see the IC title match profile. Deville joins the panel to discuss it. She's friends with Big E, but New Apollo is scary. They then talk Braun and Shane, and then Shane apparently had an injury early in the day. They say Shane might not be able to compete. Are we going to get a suitable replacement, are we? Anyway, Seth has an interview with Kevin, the new Irish guy. Seth is disappointed in Naka. He should understand respect. He's going to teach him some of it. If Sly wants some, he will give it to him. And then our kickoff match is the US title. It's Riddle, Bro, versus Ali and they started off with a standard exchange before they picked up the pace as Riddle took control. The rest of Retribution watch as Ali braided in following a successful counter. Ali dished out a lot of punishment as he tried to wear Riddle down. The champion eventually found the will to make a comeback but Ali countered the Broton from the top rope with a pair of knees. The bro broke out the Koji clutch and hit bro Derek too many bros there from the middle rope, middle rope to retain his title. What were your thoughts on that match? Um I didn't really think much of it, to be honest. Um, I'm just kind of, I, I, I just continue to keep feeling for Ali because we quite all knew that this retribution thing wasn't working. But I just, I just feel like that he's he's never given the the right opportunity, the the right chance. And again, this is just something that's just kind of ended up failing. Um, and and out of every out of everyone in retribution, it just made him look bad. Yeah, I think man, Ali is so good. It's just the little things, and it's not a case of what place is good for him. I, I don't think we're ready for him. It's a bit like, you know, a kind of yeah. ricochet where, you, you know, you go, oh, we're in AEW. And it's like, no, I don't think they're going to be looked at properly until maybe five years' time when they're kind of, again, are they just too small for maybe this generation? I, I don't know. It's just, they're, yeah. they're supremely talented, you know? Yeah, I think I think if there were a few more, more um, veteran wrestlers that, are out of the sort of camera picture uh that's when they'll have much better opportunity to showcase what they can do probably against people who can actually handle that uh, the way that they wrestle uh i think not i think there's sometimes where they're not always complimented with the right wrestlers to go against uh back to the match though it was a nice finish from the top uh he is still a moron, though, is Matt Riddle. But after the match, yeah. Ali yelled at his followers and reckoning walked out on him. Uh, she was soon followed by Slapjack. T-Bar and Mace ended up attacking Ali with the double choke. So Ali's eyes when he got hit with that double choke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Um, I don't think I don't think he was he, he did very well with sort of like the way it was executed and everything. But again, I just think. I think after watching that match, the only thing I took away from it was me feeling just um, really sad for Ali, really. Well, what are you going to give that out of five? I'm going to give it a three. 
I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give it a three and a half. Uh, I thought it wasn't a bad kickoff match, even though Ali didn't get. And prediction-wise, why? Jaxie is back to challenge. You are back to challenge the WNR <laughs> yet again. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see. You've got different answers this time, so it could be more of a real challenge. Well, weirdly enough, uh, prediction-wise, the WNR went riddle for that first match. Um, you went for Ali, so it is 1-0 to the WNR to start off but both of us did think both of us did think the group would break up so you know we don't get any mm. points for that but you know no but we called it yeah we did uh, yeah we did it's proof all right it's proof uh poll wise sent said matt riddle uh nick celtics uh, said riddle knights rocker said fuck off piddle i guess he's not a fan and uh, mr j wrestling hill said <laughs> unfortunately riddle uh, we then get a Reigns, uh, Reigns, Brian promo, lame kickoff, only needed half hour really. And then on to the main show. Uh, what was your excitement level for the event and what is the match you're most looking forward to on the main show? Um, hmm, which one was the one that was, oh gosh, I don't know if I was really kind of overly looking forward to, um, I think it was, yeah, I'm going to say Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. That was probably the one that I was most eager to watch. Well, as I say, it's quite a weird event because it's kind of, I don't think we really needed a fast lane. So it's kind of talk about excitement. We're trying to look at WrestleMania, but we still obviously mm. need here. The opening promo was just your standard WWE promo. Now, long gone are the days where they actually tried something. Um, it was just like a collection of clips and just saying, this is what we're going to get. And then we start off with uh, Sasha Banks and uh, Bianca Belair versus Shania Baszler and Nia Jax. We see the face argue uh, before the match starts. Banks and Belair use quick tags as double team moves to take control of Baszler right away. As soon as the Queen of Space had the upper hand, Jax tagged herself in. Hills then argued. Banks got collapsed by Jax but manages to tag Belair. Champions isolated the ESTWE in the corner for a few minutes while they wore her down. Reginald cheered on Jax and Baszler for ringside. Fuck off. Uh, the boss tagged in and was on <laughs> fire, baby. 450 on point from Belair. Uh, the KOD double team that almost won. And then the bank statement on Baszler before Jax broke up the hole by shoving Belair into him. This caused an argument between the challengers that led to Baszler winning with a roll-up. Banks slapped Belair and walked away before the EST could react. What were your thoughts on this matchup? Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the actual wrestling that took place during that match. But again, I was just shouting fuck off Reginald like this has nothing to do with you you are no way involved in any of what is going on between the four women in the in the ring it was just he was just a very a constant irritation um to be honest throughout that whole match um but I was absolutely in tears when Sasha slapped Bianca I was like I know that probably hurt a lot it sounded like it hurt, but I couldn't help it because it looked like she had just smacked her her eyelash off, and it it was just too funny for me. Well, same colour outfits. At least they look like a team. That's the faces. They, that is, you know, they, the blue yeah, and red. They did. And Sasha Banks had a very Spider Man type esque um, to her outfit. Considering she, it looked like a spider on on the back of her um, gear. Yeah, but I just felt it's been there, done that. It was just lazy booking. We've seen this at Chamber, and they yeah. just did exactly the same thing. But like you said, the slap 
was great. I really enjoyed that slap. Yeah. I can't wait for this match at Mania. And now neither can the EST. Uh, out of five, I'm going to yep. give that a three and a quarter out of five. Okay, I'm giving that a four. I'm going to give it a four, but only because I feel like there was um, a sufficient amount of excitement that, that comes with building towards the WrestleMania match. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree there. Uh, predictions, we both went Baszler and Jax, and we both went, well, Reg and Arguments, so it's a point each. Um, two coming out at the moment in time. Do it again. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> it's there, it's, it's, it's proof. We did it. Uh, polls. We're predicting the stipulations of like the breakup <laughs> of Retribution and Reg getting involved. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, poll-wise, Baszler and Jax get 63%. Uh, Mania, of course, is in three weeks' time. Shane is injured in training. You see his knee is iced and on a crutch. You know, just to show that he is, you know, really injured. Elias has an idea for a Mania position. Shane has an idea. Uh, we'll move on to that in a little bit. But it's bad blood next because it's Apollo versus Big E. And this, deserve, this story deserved a proper hype promo. And boy, did it get it. I was actually excited for this one. But as soon as the ref mm-hmm. called for the bell, Big E and Cruz were throwing punches. The champ put his rival on the apron and knocked him off with a huge spear through the ropes. Big E bring in the fire. He hit a big splash on the apron while saying, this is what you get. And he did it again and threw him across the ring with a couple of belly to back suplexes. But Cruz answered back with a trio of German suplexes. The time looked a bit off for a suplex, but a great fog splash for two. Uh, for Cruz, they trade finisher attempts, and then Cruz and he try to do this kind of pin reversal spot that ends up looking horrible, made the end of the match appear maybe a bit sloppy and inconsistent with what we've seen so far between the two. Biggie retained, but it was hard to tell who had won. Cruz then attacked mm. after and hit three angle slams, telling him it's not over. What were your thoughts? Um, well, I my so I actually my stream was buffering at the moment that the pin happened. So for me, I was even double, more doubly confused <laughs> and when it sort of caught up with itself on what was going on. I had to check Twitter just to actually figure out like who was the ultimate winner because when I came back to it, it was just Apollo Crews laying into uh, Big E. I mean, overall, the match itself was great. And I think these two men have a lot that they can give. They're such extreme talents. Um, Again, I only saw an instant replay to see sort of the ending, but to me it did come across a bit sloppy. And I think just given a bit of time, um, you know, th- these two could get even better. Well, in, in a match like this, they shouldn't have tried a pin reverse. This was not the, the time or was place. It this a is... pin reverse, was it? <laughs> it well, looked yeah. really sloppy, so I couldn't <laughs> see what had tried to happen. But the thing is, this match is about hard hitting, not being technical. You, you know, you're not going to technically wrestle mm-hmm. each other. This is about bad blood and, you know, trying to hurt the other one. Um, I'm not going to blame the ref, but maybe should have stopped and started the count. Because when you do kind of free, inconsistent, you know what I mean, straight away, then it does look a yeah. bit dodgy rather than taking a breath. Uh, and I don't know why it was given so little time. Maybe because of that ending. I don't even know if that was meant to be the finish or not. Uh, what are you going to give that out of five, though? Um, I'll probably give it a three. Oh, that's to give you a three there. I mean, like I said, it wasn't long enough, and that finish really mm. didn't help. Uh, Prediction-wise, yeah. um, I, I, I was being too smart for my own goddamn good here. Uh, I went Biggie snaps, match awarded to Cruz. So I did say Biggie would win, but then uh, obviously would you know the match would be go to Cruz. You said Biggie. Mm. 
I'm going to give you that point straight up. I'm not going to take anything for myself. Um, it is two all there when it comes to predictions. Oh, thank you. Uh, poll wise, um, Biggie got 72% of the vote there. Um, Nick Celtic says Biggie Night Rocker says interesting one. Let's see how Cruise works this. And Mr. J Reston Hill said, unfortunately, E. Uh, we then get Old Spice had with Joe Average winning the title until Truth got it back. At least he smelled. Uh, and we talked about Tazara Gulak earlier. I mean, at least throughout the pay-per-view. Come on. You know? Like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like during an advert, right? Yeah, who says they don't get an opportunity? Yeah. Right, up next, Shane V. Braun. The commentators aren't sure, so oh, why should we be sure, you know? Uh, yeah. Shane brings... Well, I uh, mean, it, it didn't come across... Um, great straight away because of like no one knew what was happening to begin with without a doubt we, we had no clue Shane bringing Elias out who starts perform but tells him he's taking his place that was quite funny but uh, you know apart from that um, we see obviously Strowman arrive Jackson Riker tried to protect Elias at one point but did nothing to prevent the monster among men from destroying him the singer did hit a DDT and the elbow dropped for a two count but Strowman recovered to hit his signature power slam for the win what were your thoughts um, I didn't have any on it, to be honest. I didn't want that much to happen in the first place. I kind of knew it was going to be Elias when I could see him backstage and talking with Shane in the first place. And I wasn't impressed. <laughs> That's all but I have what to I, say. What I find funny is we can talk about Braun now, because, you, you know, we were mentioning Braun earlier. And uh, mm. you're saying how has he done something to kind of annoy the management or anything like this? And mm. a Elias, <laughs> it's like if you thought they treated Braun bad, this shows you they just don't give a shit about Elias. So like, go in there, yeah, do it. Right. We'll see you again in a couple of months. You know, that is very true. But then it also like pissed me off at at the end of the match because it it didn't even look like um Braun cared about you know facing Shane for Shane calling him a dumbass. Yeah. Like he just celebrated like he'd won like the freaking title or something. <laughs> it's it's just it was it was not good. Uh, I'm gonna give that a two and a half out of five. Yeah, I'm I'll, I'm gonna give that a two because I just didn't even want it. <laughs> I just didn't even want that match. That's the way. It just you know, uh, prediction wise, no contest for yourself for Shane versus Braun. The WNR put suitable replacement. Uh, Shane, no contest with Braun. Uh, so it's another point each. I know what you're saying, but James, you said suitable replacement. Wow, I know, but it's only a point each for the uh, <laughs> the contest. <laughs> I won't, I won't argue with that. <laughs> no, poll wise, Shane McMahon got 18%, Braun Strowman got 14%, and 68%. Who cares? See, no, a lot of people did not care. Again, going back to my question as to why did Shane return? No one cared. He's just sweating and he's a terrible hill. It's yeah. like, why did you do it? Against a guy yeah. who could potentially, like you talk about, is turning into the big show of this generation of a guy who should be an absolute killer and monster. The guy who faced Goldberg for the Universal title last year at WrestleMania is now getting slimed and having to face Elias at Fastlane. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> Up next, they show us what happened on kickoff for those who just watch it uh, and then Nakamura had a quick exchange with Riddle backstage for he and Rollins met in the ring for the match first up Riddle is a moron uh, Nakamura actually speaks better English 
and he waited until Riddle disappeared and then popped back up again. I love that. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, it was it was quite entertaining. You've got to admit that. Uh, next match, Nakamura versus Rollins. I can't remember many matches between these two, so this should be good. They locked up and Rollins applied the side headlock. Nakamura taught and Rollins to suck him into a kick to the gut. Now, this might be quite loud, but there's two uh, uh, Nakamura things I like shouting. First off, is this one? Come on! When he says it, though, everyone plays along with it and goes with it. It's great. I love that. And then obviously uh, the other one is when he goes for a Kinshasa. But I, I won't shout that. But um, the Messiah yeah. slams his head into the announce table to turn the tide. His favour scored a near fall with a gut buster. Rollins roundabouts as always, swinging him around 22 times on the recent edition of SmackDown as the match progressed and they started to pick up uh, steam. Rollins actually went for a swing, but Naka Armbar then followed with a suicide dive and a couple of knees on the outside. Back in and Naka Strike looked to be getting the job done, but Rollins span him out of the ring into a series of signatures. There was a great exchange at the end, including a sliding German, but the Kinshasa blocked and eventually the Messiah was victorious with a stomp. What were your thoughts on this? Um, I, I really enjoyed uh, Nakamura versus Seth. I thought both of them um, did a really had a really great match, and I I'm really impressed with like the creativity that came with the ending. Um, to Seth Rollins stomp it was kind of like a countered one um so that was really impressive um I I'm I'm not gonna lie I was a little disappointed I genuinely thought the whole build-up with you know Cesaro being off and Nakamura like fighting in his honor was gonna lead to you know Cesaro coming out and and having a big moment but you know that's all right that's what we got Wrestlemania for I'll wait I'll wait (laughs) I'll wait for Cesaro's (laughs) moment without a doubt uh I like the pace of the show at this point before we knew it it was just a big match ahead, including this one. And I was like, oh, we've already watched the shit. Now it's the good stuff. Um, and like you said, it was a very nice hooking kick by Rollins before before the um, out of five for this one. What are you going to give it? Um, I'm probably going to give it a four. I actually really enjoyed it. And I think it showcased both men really well. Yeah, I don't know why I'm being a dicker. I gave it a 3.95. I don't know why I went didn't go four. <laughs> That is a really dick score to give. Three point nine five. I don't. I was just feeling out. I don't know what I was thinking. It was a really good match. It's a shame it didn't mean anything really. But uh, prediction wise, yeah, yeah, that is true. Uh, prediction wise, uh, Jackson went Nakamura, Dubinar went Rollins, and the Dubinar take a four-three lead. Paul Wise, 50-50. Uh, Celtics fan went Naka. Jaxie went Naka. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we see Ripley is on Raw tomorrow. Yes. And then up next, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus met for a no hold barb match. Settled their differences. But Scott came out wearing blue and white face paint like William Wallace to show he was ready for battle. You may take my title, but you'll never take my freedom. That's what you should have said. That would have been awesome. Uh, it was a cool yeah. entrance, though, wasn't it? You know, the cool entrance and the promo video was a bum as well. Yeah. I mean, again, for, for, for the match that we knew that they've had before, um, I knew this was going to be a good match, regardless as to whether or not there was, you know, a title in the picture or not. Um, but I really did enjoy uh, Drew McIntyre's face. Um, uh, face paint. 
Yeah, I think we're out of doubt. Well, the Scottish Warrior threw the first punch to start the action. He took control, clothesline, Seamus over the top, rock to the floor. When he tried to follow the Irishman, uh, tripped him on the apron. Scott recovered and sent him to the ring post. They fought at ringside for a long time, began to bring weapons into the equation. Mr McIntyre loaded each other with kendo sticks. Both men began to change, uh, show signs of bruising right away. Why? We talked about the state of their backs, and they're doing it again. Why would you do it, you know? Yep. Um, I think these two are just absolutely crazy, but I think it also just goes to show that these two really wanted to give a good match. You could um, you could just kind of feel it. Um, and I was excited the whole time throughout the whole match. So, yeah, deeply enjoyed it. Yeah, Seamus tried to retreat, but his former best friend caught him and brought him into the fight, into the crowd area among the LED screens. They got into an elevated area and Seamus was sent crashing into some of the screens to cause a small explosion. And even though it was a small explosion, I mean, Seamus had to get through that gap before it went off. And you can see him kind of going, oh, let me get through quickly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That would not have ended well. Um, And then we see the... We see the visual of this was great as he got the hole in the Thunderdome and McIntyre is there just kind of roaring like a, like the Scottish warrior that he is, I suppose. Um, mm. McIntyre used the crate to get Seamus back in, not before suplexing him off it onto the floor. And then the uh, Celtic warrior now the bro kick as they approached the ring again. He grabbed McIntyre on the barricade and put him through a table with white noise. Uh, Seamus was bleeding from his back. The paint had faded from Drew's face. He was limp. But Seamus brought in the dreaded announce table piece. We all know about that. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> um, and then <laughs> defiant strikes by um, Drew. But Seamus going, what about Seamus? You took my WrestleMania main event. It was I really, really liked it. It was a great exchange. And the Scottish Warrior was able to hit a future shot DDT on the dreaded announce table piece. And then a Claymore for the win. What were your thoughts on this? Sorry, you cut out on the last part you said there. What did you say? What did you think of this? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I mean, is, was there much to think on this? Well, like I said, the, 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 the match was brutal, you know. Uh, it was brutal. Fair play for putting their bodies it's, on the line. It, I mean, it, they, yeah, but you, you've also got to ask yourself, like, <laughs> what... What, what did they get out of this match? Like, what did either of them get out of this match? They came out even worse off than what they did before. And they were already bruised from the beating that they gave each other the week before. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, does, is that... I suppose it does show that, like, Drew is, like, quite a powerhouse to not be messed with right now. Um, so I suppose you could take that from it. Um, but yeah, in terms of the match itself, the biggest shock for me came from, was from the screen uh, when Seamus went through the screen and I don't know if any of them expected like all of the little sparks to be going off and things I just actually hoped that Seamus was okay and, and hadn't gotten like caught in the sparks yeah I think he was like he said he was trying to get through that moment before you know they said to him right when you go through that it's five seconds and it will go off or something and he's like oh geez let me get through um part of me wanted this for the WWE championship the W title on the line with these two men would have been incredible. You know, if you talk about an elimination chamber match and or elimination at elimination chamber or even at fast lane for the title. And I could have seen uh, a way of them. I know the chamber and McIntyre beat five men and Lashley attack, but I think there's some way you could have done it with a type of match like this with, you know, the same thing with Lashley coming out and then the Miz. 
But seeing as it's only three me- three weeks away from Mania, was they not giving themselves enough time? Maybe. You know? Yeah, you do have to ask yourself that for sure. Yeah, Drew had tears in his eyes, man. So it, it meant, you know, mm-hmm. he's got quite emotional there. And selling the fact that his back was fucked as well, you know, as he finally did the uh, the taunt at the end. Uh, out of five, I'm going to give this a four and a quarter out of five. Um, I'm going to give it a four. I thought it was a really good match. Uh, prediction wise, we both went McIntyre. It's another point each for uh, WNR at the moment. Poll wise, McIntyre got 71% of the vote and then after weeks and months and sometimes feeling like years of being tormented by Alexa Bliss Randy Orton finally mm-hmm. agreed to face her in a match at Fastlane as the Viper waited for his opponent oh. he began to c- cough up the same black substance we've seen in recent <laughs> weeks uh, he said give me a towel this is normal now don't worry about laughing. this I couldn't stop laughing at that part <laughs> just give me a towel it happens all the time doesn't this happen to you no Randy no that, that's quite serious no, give me a towel Bliss had the pale makeup on, and it shit me up a little bit. You know, it it did. Um, this yeah. Was, I, I I watched this event the kind of night after due to work and everything like this, but for some mm. reason the time difference, like the kickoff started at like 10 p.m. our time, which was kind of like a golden ticket at the you know at the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory yeah. of going, why is this on early? And out yeah. of all the, so I managed to watch the kickoff, and then the only match I watched live is the fiend auto match because i you know checked my phone it was on twitter that this was happening so i actually watched it and i don't know if it was just because i was tired but when bliss came out with a pale makeup i was getting a little bit freaked out really (laughs) yeah i mean i i must admit i was wondering where they were going to go with this match especially when you know she started kind of showcasing just magical powers all of a sudden i was like "Are, are we going are we going full on which which fight here? Is this are we gonna see Randy Orton come back with some sort of magical spell of his I own? Mean, yeah, like I said, it could have been the end of One Division, which would have been, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that would be mental. Imagine wow. if <laughs> <laughs> symbols everywhere and all of a sudden. Um, yeah. anyway. Uh, Bliss stood in the corner, and when the bell rang, fire shot up as the Orton and the referee fucking pegged it out. <laughs> they weren't hanging around at all. He then That's ran at her, but she dodged, and uh, he hit and crashed into the ring post. This took a long time to get going, didn't it, really? I mean, there's no, no other way around it, really. We see Orton trying to follow around the ring till a piece of lightning equipment almost fell on him. Ooh, lightning equipment. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, she then shot a fireball in his direction, as you do, but he managed to... Uh, the ring was then cut open behind him and a hand emerged to grab his foot. Oh, snap. The fiend appeared with a partially melted mask and a fucked up outfit. He looked fucked up. I keep putting fucked up here. That's what it, it was. Yeah. It was it was mental. Bliss pushed all in its I arms. Couldn't get, I couldn't get over. Um, who was it that was commenting on it? Was it? Um, you know the raw team, and they're talking oh, about just—he's just coming out from hell or something. He's climbing out from hell, and I'm like, how do you know that's hell underneath there? <laughs> Have you been? Do you know that's where he's coming from? I couldn't help but laugh, but at the same time, he looked grim when he came out. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Well, like I said, Bliss pushed Alton into the arms for Sister Abigail. She covered him to get the win. Uh, Bliss has been in trouble for that cover, but we're not talking about that. Talk about nightmares. 
WWE delivers. And I will say this here, and I've bashed WWE with the best of them throughout the years, but we mm. wanted the Fiend to return. We were talking about it, and uh, it, it did deliver. The only thing we didn't have out of everything we've seen is the second Randy Orton. If a second Randy would have showed up and RKO'd Randy, then I would have oh just been like, head Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um, and a lot of people are saying this as well, and fuck them, but obviously this felt like Kane, but in a good way, you know, like a, mm. like a 21st century. I mean, the eye obviously is different now as well with, you know, the kind of blue as in Kane did. Um, yeah. But the, the whole outfit, the whole look, it took me, and I've watched it three or four times since, I've had to watch it again and again and again to try and get used to The Fiend, but it's just freaking me out a little bit. Um, I was going to ask about the match, but does Bliss control him? Is that the thing now? You know, like back in the day with Paul Bear and the Untake or, mm-hmm. or say maybe mm-hmm. a bit more. Is, is Bliss bringing him back? And, and is it kind of the fact of this Fiend is like, uh, if you will, uh, you know, the Fiend is just like a husk at the moment. Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss has kind of sacrificed Randy Orton and brought back the body, but kind of in the weeks leading up to Mania, she needs to kind of put them together piece by piece to kind of bring back the proper fiend, if you know what I mean. I mean, when you explain it like that, it does make you wonder whether or not they're just going to keep going with this. And they could, and it actually could start working. I mean, a lot of people already love The Fiend as it is. And, you know, we can't deny that Alexa Bliss isn't good at, you know, whatever role she's actually being given. If they if they actually stuck with it and then uh, and didn't just kind of all of a sudden um you know drop this so suddenly then I think that they could play on a more up to date version of that sort of Paul Bearer control esque um when it comes to sort of the fiend and it would you know it'd be great that Bliss had this much power as well you know because she is <laughs> out of all the stuff with the Orton feud uh, Orton feud. She has been carrying the vast majority of this, you know, since December and sometimes before. Uh, I think she deserves a lot of credit. And obviously this match was never going to be, you know, Flair, Steamboat or whatever shit like this. But the whole yeah, point of it. But I don't think anyone know. expected that either. No, if, if someone's watching this thing, they're going to see a good technical match. Then what the fuck? But, you know, it's like yeah, for me, yeah. out of five, I'm going to give it a four because it wasn't a match, but it was good shit. We wanted the fiend to come back. The fiend has come back, you know. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna give it a four as well, and I think I'm gonna give it a four for the actual dedication that they have brought to this storyline because they they've continued it on, um, and they have continued to try and um create good content for it. And I think the three wrestlers involved do make it work somehow. So for me, it was still enjoyable as a match overall. And what can I say? I'm just, I just love the fiend. I think that he's a, a, a great idea, and I want to see more. Well, the thing is, and, and then people, you know, are like, oh, well, this is going to be people are going to buy a burnt fiend mask or the fiend figure burnt is going to come out. People are going to buy. It. You fucking damn right, I'm buying it. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, that is, yeah. it, we talked about wrestling and and. The thing is, when something's got a kind of cool factor about it, 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 it overshadows kind of everything because you can show people outside of your wrestling bubble and they can actually mm. go, rather than them going, oh, that's fake, they can go, well, actually, that's pretty fucked up. Or that's, you know, look at it. Look at NWO. Look at Stone Cold. Look at The Rock. Look at all the people yeah. kind of transcended. And I'm not classing The Fiend, but The Fiend is cool and you can show it to your mates and actually be, you're not be embarrassed by it in a weird way, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. I get you. You know, because some 
you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, I, I'm still dealing with it. You know, sometimes it's harder coming out as a wrestling fan than it is anything mm. else, you know, with people. Yeah. Um, but prediction-wise, we both went for The Fiend return. Yes, we both called it. Have that. No one saw that coming. Another <laughs> 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 point each. point each. Six, five overall. Uh, Poll-wise... Orton got 4%, Bliss got 13%, The Feed for Turns, No Contest, got 83%. Um, mm. They l- run through the Mania card, they show Heyman on Talking Smack, Warning, Brian and Edge, and then the main event of the night saw Edge serve as ringside of Force of Rome Reigns and Daniel Bryan's match for the Universal title. Brian got in the first real hit when he backed Reigns to the corner and kicked the inside of his leg. They locked up again, the Tribal Chief overpowered him and hit a cheap shot. Brian smiles as he got back to his feet. The yes man starts to talk range with his quickness. Kept trying to take him down at the legs. I really like this at this point because you're getting a more confident Daniel Bryan. He's saying, like, come on, come into the ring. And Reigns is having to use the ropes trying to get, you know, the break. But Brian looks really confident. We see a test of strength. Brian pulled him down to the armbar, forced him to reach ropes to break the hold. And then Reigns grew tired of Brian's stick and move technique. So he grabbed him by the head and dragged him to the mat. Uh, the yes man counter submission that focused on his opponent's arms. The champ hit a big tilt of world slam for two count, took some trash to edge after sending Brian to the floor. The challenger made a comeback, hit a few yes kicks in the corner. Reigns blocked and applied a Boston Crab. Brian escaped, started training strikes with Reigns. He sent the champion to the ring post and now did a running knee from the eighth and eventually put Reigns in the yes lock and pulled him back in the middle of the ring. The tribal chief powered out of it and beat down Brian with a flurry of strikes. What I really liked about that moment was that was exactly the same as the chamber match exactly the same sequence with the yes lock into the strikes by reigns yeah it was like he caught him off guard with that as well i don't think reigns was actually expecting him to kind of go for that again yeah brilliant and then brian kicked out a powerbomb both men struggled to get back to the feet reigns avoided the running knee and brian took out the ref instead at this point i'm going here we fucking go edge got in the ring and made the count after a spear but brian kicked out again he put reigns in a triangle choke and transitioned into the yes lock Jay Uso came out of nowhere to deliver super kicks to Edge and Brian. He sent the rated R superstar into the post for Brian to come out with a running knee. The yes man picked up a chair Uso brought and used it to hit Reigns, but hit Edge by mistake. He put the trouble chief back in the yes lock, but nobody was there to see the champion done. Uh, champion tap. This was beautifully done. Yeah, it wasn't the, a, this wasn't was really well tap. shot. Yeah, no, but like I was a... going to say, it's really well shot because of, like, they didn't have it so that he was over, like, being over the top with the way that he tapped out. It was really subtle, but it was, I also noticed that it was done in a way where, you know, Daniel Bryan can't see his arm actually moving or tapping, but he was tapping on his hand, which means Daniel Bryan could feel him tapping, you know? Yeah. So it really wasn't that, that, um, on the nose but at the same time it was so subtly well done especially with the camera positioning for once the cameramen were in the right place at the right time and it was really well done without a doubt and edge grabbed the chair and took up both men with vicious shots to the back then the real official arrived to count the pin and declare reigns the winner what a match uh what were your thoughts on the main event um loved it um i thought it was great um I must admit, I was a little bit shocked that I didn't see things going the way they did in terms of I, I, I really didn't think that Jay would get involved um, just because of they have the special guest enforcer out there. Um, but with the way that everything was handled, I think it was just really well done. And I feel like they've kind of left it open as to whether or not it this could turn into a triple threat 
And I'm really not mad if it does get turned into a triple threat. I actually would like to see that. It seems like Edge, you know, winning the Rumble, he's been put in his storyline and the storyline should have been, and we, you know, even we discussed this at the Rumble, of Brian versus Reigns. That was the kind of story of we were behind Brian. It might be his last WrestleMania. You know, that story with, with Reigns was there. And Edge is kind of like the third man at the moment as opposed to kind of being the main man. It's really weird to see Edge. And that's what I quite liked about it as well with Edge having to maybe turn a little bit now as we saw him kind of losing his shit and a little bit heelish. He might have to do it because Brian is going to out-cheer Edge. And I never thought I'd say that, but you can just tell at this moment, can't you? Yeah, um, definitely for real. And again, we like we said, all three of these wrestlers, um, they, they just have really... Oh. Hello? Hello? Oh, sorry about that. I think I just tried, uh, someone just tried to call me or something. So it just cut you off a second there. Um, yeah, uh, I think overall, um, they, they all have great chemistry, which means that, you know, if this does go forward as a triple threat, um, the outcome is just going to be a lot more harder to read. And I, I like matches like that, where it's not very, as easy to call um, on who's going to be, uh, you know, who's going to be the winner, who's going to come right. out the winner. Right. I mean, this had a lot of twists and turns, but never felt overbooked. The Uso Uso and Edge opened up possibility, like I said, of Brian in a triple threat match. One thing I will miss from this era is hearing the voices, especially in a Roman Reigns match, where you can hear him talking back to Brian and to Edge and, and kind of everybody that he works with. And it kind of adds an extra dimension to it, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. Uh, so out of five for that one, what are you going to score the main event match? Okay, so that one's probably um, going to be my highest one. I, I'm going to give that like a four point eight. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be really picky and not give it a full five because I can't say that I was full, fully blown away by by it. But I think it was one of my favourites of the night. So it does get a high score, but not the highest. Yeah, no, I've got to agree with you. I'm going to give that four and three quarters out of five. If Brian had won the match, then that's a five all day long, isn't it, really? But still Mm. really, really good. Uh, Predictions, we both went range. So the final scores are 7-6 to the WNR. But, I mean, out of eight matches that is not bad at all you know so yeah i mean definitely it was it was quite close but don't worry i'll get there in the end i'll win next time well uh, like i said uh poll wise range 71 percent uh and final thoughts uh final thoughts should lashley have defended the title at fast lane no and i feel like the only reason why um, it would have been unnecessary is because we've had as you rightly pointed out so many title changes within the space of time between Elimination Chamber and Fastlane. Um, so I didn't really feel like there was any need for one. And I feel like if they, were, if they had put one in, it would have just felt quite false or or just it wouldn't have felt like a real title match because everyone would have known, well, Bobby Lashley's not losing that. Yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. I think it's it, just would have, show, yeah. it would have taken away from a, the potential build-up of who he is to face at wrestlemania you know um because you know now that we know that it's true if if he had had a title at fast lane it would have felt like well we know that him and drew are going to be facing off so of course this person's not going to win you know yeah but the, the, my, my problem is the aftermath if mcintyre wins 
and then people say, well, Lashley didn't even defend the title at a pay-per-view. You know, that's the only... Yeah, I can I completely understand one true. way. But it's it, like you said, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, really. You've got people going, well, yeah. I know he's not going to win. Or people going, well, you never defended it. So I don't know why they speak like that for, but I guess they do. Um, <laughs> but after a rocky first half, Fastlane ended up closing out the show with some solid wrestling. The car for WrestleMania is still not set in stone, but we do have some idea of what it will look like. Um, so we'll give the MVP. Uh, MVP of the night for me has to be Daniel Bryan. His performance in that main event was spectacular. Oh, who are you going to give your Who are you going to give your man no. of the match? Who's going to give your MVP to? My MVP. I think Daniel Bryan's going to get in that from me. Um, in this pay per view, I think he was just overall brilliant. Um, gave such a great match. Um, you know, I feel a little bit bittersweet for him. He should have. He, he should have. You know, taken that title. Um, if it hadn't been for that darn edge, you know, um, but I'm also not mad at the outcome, as I hope that potentially it could get turned into a triple threat. So Daniel Bryan, MVP for the night. Yeah, I think without a doubt, our match of the night is course the main event. That is both of us. And what are you going to score that out of 10? What do you rank fast lane 2021? I'm just going to give it a three. And, and and that's not trying to be mean. I think the matches that were presented out were of good. 10. But I also... Oh, sorry. Is this not out of five? <laughs> No, out of oh, 10. Out of 10 pay- you have to remind me which ones are out of 10 and out of sorry, 5, okay? Sorry, I'm about to say, you've just shit all over fast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if it's, out, if it's out of 10, then I'll out give it 10, a 7. Yeah. I'll give oh, it a 7. Um, and I, I think predominantly, I just don't feel like we need a pay-per-view between Elimination Chamber and um, WrestleMania because I just feel like it's not enough time to be able to build up enough feuds. Um, however, it was good for what it was worth, so that's why I'm giving it a seven. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of uh, ten, only Are because. Be yeah, the reason why is I, I the the first half maybe wasn't great, but mm. the and, and like I usually say as well, oh, if we really missed a pay per view, what have we missed? And and usually it's not a lot. But obviously we had McIntyre Shame, which, which was a great match. The main event was brilliant. And the return of the Fiend. I think that is the price of admission alone. I think <laughs> that is my eight and a half score. With the Fiend coming back uh, at this point in time, it kind of just gave me what I wanted this show to be, basically, you know? Yeah, I get you. Uh, we asked everybody, what did think, uh, what did everybody think of Fastlane? Okay, got 27.3%. Uh, all... Uh, Great got 24.2%. Awesome got 18.2%. And overall, uh, good got 30.3%. Apart from Anthony Bourne, who said none of the above. He's obviously an AEW fan. Uh, And then finally, um, Andrade gets his release. Uh, We mentioned it earlier. Uh, We talked about Charlotte. Charlotte's not been around recently. Apparently, she's got COVID uh, and maybe won't appear at WrestleMania. Is that too much of a... You know, is it a coincidence that Andrade, this has happened and she's not a mania or is it just one big coinky dink? I don't know, because I've seen mixed things on Twitter. You know, a lot of people saying that, you know, she she was trying to help secure his release. um, And as a result, they said, you know, you have to maybe give up WrestleMania for that. And and I, I don't know if WWE would actually be that bitter about that that they they would you know give her her an ultimatum like that um but if she if she is really recovering and they just feel like there was 
there there wasn't enough time to be able to build her back up into a storyline um for wrestlemania if that's a genuine reason then i i don't think that there's anything wrong with it but i just don't, i don't know what's happened between obviously the stages of andrade asking for his release and then um him getting his release mm. although do feel like the flares had some involvement it seems weird that they've kind of not dragged it out you know uh, uh and also with the charlotte thing and and you know doesn't it make all the sense in the world for charlotte to go to aw for at least a couple of years to win the women's title a couple of times and then come back to WWE because that's what rick did when you think about it, he went to the wwf won the world title you know won the royal rumble and then came back to his home i mean it it's there for Charlotte to do if she wants to kind of be a part of that kind of history. It's kind of history repeating itself in a way. Yeah, I just still, um, I, I don't know whether or not um, that could be a thing. Yeah, they'll never let her go. <laughs> I, I, but do you know what it is? I think that they, the, WWE have managed to somewhat get gain better control over their wrestlers when it comes to their contracts and they're not as lenient as they were at, at the times of when Ric Flair was able to leave a promotion and go to a different promotion mm. and come and I can't help but feel like there would just be a lot of bitterness that would come out of Charlotte leaving and then coming back although that would be exciting because I wouldn't lie I would really love to see Charlotte Flair versus Nyla Rose I really would I think it would be a great match however don't know i don't think it will well this is the thing and we don't know what could happen one thing we do know is that wrestlemania is in three weeks time and of course uh, you'll be back to join us for that event sorry you'll be back to join us for wrestlemania hell yes i am looking forward to it uh, i will definitely join you on that i'll definitely have a lot to say <laughs> well what i was thinking about it because of uh how much happens on the road to WrestleMania, maybe the WrestleMania week leading up to WrestleMania at the weekend, we maybe do a road mm. to WrestleMania where we look at the Raws and Smackdowns and then the following Ooh. week we have the full WrestleMania review so we don't have to muck about with any uh, Raw or SmackDown or anything like that. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd be up for that. Awesome. So that looks like there's a plan now, but that is it for us at this moment in time. Uh, our follower of the week is Celtic fan. Uh, yeah, he supports Celtic, but Rangers did win the league, unfortunately, for him. Uh, don't forget, though, we're across all social media Twitter at the WR Podcast. I'm at the WRJR. Do you want to plug your stuff? Yep, I'm at Jaxie Scarlet on Twitter and on Instagram, too. Yeah, WNR also on Facebook and Instagram. Of course, all the Google platforms. Send us an email to Podcast at gmail.com and YouTube at Podcast. We'll latest clips and podcasts at the same time on YouTube as you do SoundCloud on your phone. And also on iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. So that is it. Our next episode of WNR is the Mystery WrestleMania. What mania will we watch? Who knows? Find out uh, at the weekend. Mm-hmm. But until then, I have been James Rowlands and I've been a pleasure uh, to be joined by Jaxie Scarlett. Uh, it's great having you on. Uh, everything that you add, you kind of the knowledge of wrestling, and uh, the time just flies. Who could have thought we'd be doing this? Again. We've been doing this for five hours now. It's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> 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 it's been great. 
So that is it. Anyway, I have been James Vance. Like I said, I was joined by the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. But until then, thanks for listening, everybody. And bye.